It's we are live. We are live. Come on, let's do the jazz. I am your host, Hank Strange, and the uh, topic of tonight's show, Rod, is Uncle Sam travel ban. Oh boy! Andrew, yeah, yeah, Erdogan. You know Erdogan. <laughs> do you know who that is? I'm trying no, to. Rap. Is, that a, is that a rapper? No, no, no. That's my. Oh. I, I was trying to. I was trying to rap the title of tonight's episode. It's Uncle <laughs> Sam travel ban. Erdogan. <laughs> so Erdogan <laughs> is the new, is the new, um, I guess he's like the president of uh, Turkey. <laughs> you know, oh, his name, Turkey. his name is, yes, Tayyip, this, I'm, I'm, I guarantee you I'm pronouncing it wrong, Tayyip Erdogan. Mm-hmm. So uh, is, he's now, is he a second minute minute guy? Uh, I don't know, man. We're going to have to dig into this. We're going to have to dig into this. But it was in the news, so I figured we could talk about it a little bit, see what the folks out there think about what's going on in Turkey. Good, bad, indifferent, whatever. The well, folks I think, think I know about, about Turkey is white meat and breast meat. <laughs> what's your, uh, which one do you prefer? I prefer white meat when it comes to turkey and chicken. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. So you're not a breast meat guy, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, breast meat is white meat. So, oh, okay. you know, I'm not a oh, leg and thigh okay. guy when it comes to turkey or chicken. Oh, okay. All right. There you go. Okay. I love the white Makes meat. sense. Makes sense. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Tyvin loves the white meat, too. No, nothing wrong with it. <laughs> There's no double entendres or anything like that involved in that. <laughs> so, what's up to everyone that's there in the chat? I see we've got lots of folks in the chat. Please uh, don't forget to hit the thumbs ups. Give us those thumbs ups. This is like uh, my second day back from vacation, Rod. I'm still moving stuff around, so I'm in a completely different position from the one I was in yesterday because I don't have all my furniture set up here in um, in this particular room where from now until I get some other stuff done, this is going to be where we're broadcasting from. We actually got some furniture from Ikea, which we were we went to the Ikea in your neck of the woods. Yeah, man. I'm sorry I couldn't meet you, man. But, um, cool. yeah, you know, I understand. Yeah, some family came over and, um, you know, we kind of hung out. But, uh, man, yeah, I was so hoping that you'd get some tactical walls back there, man. Uh, yeah, we do have tactical walls. I just have to get them up. Um, but okay. there's, there's so much stuff that I'm catching up with here. You know, I'm editing videos and doing mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff. So I, it's going to take me some time to catch up to everything and get everything sorted out here. We actually got the wrong stuff from Ikea. So Lola is on her way back to to uh, Jacksonville right now, or she's probably in Jacksonville. It's pouring rain here. So Yeah, it's pouring rain here too. Yeah. Be safe, Lola. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if she's listening to us on the drive up there, but mm-hmm. her and the strange boys decided to go out for that road trip. So uh, we, we are going to talk about, um, I guess, you know, the reason why in the title – I, I said, uh, Uncle Sam, why not? Let's talk about the government a little bit today and some of the good things and the bad things that the government does. Travel ban. I don't know if you know this, Rod Mills, Rod Mills, mm-hmm. but the Supreme Court upheld Trump's travel ban. They upheld it? Yeah, they upheld it. Are you for or against it? I don't know. I mean, man, I mean, really, I, I'm, I'm kind of torn because of the fact that you know, I understand that theoretically we cannot just let everybody into our borders, um, you know, but I do. Uh, and I am. I'm actually uh, for letting those people 
from different countries come in, whether they come from terrorist countries or not, as long as we've done an extensive background check. I mean, not just, you know, find out where they've been living for the last two years. I want to know everything, you know, from them from day one. And you know what? I'm not and I'm not going to I'm not going to segregate them from the non-terrorist countries. I want everybody that's coming over to the United States. Hey, you know what? We want to give you an extensive background check. We want to know who your mother's friends are, your dad's friends or your aunt's friends. And, you know, I want to we want to look at your um, your social media. We want to be able to, you know, you know, get do as much of an in-depth uh, background check as we can. And if we can't do it, then we will put you on like a delayed status in getting into the country. But, you know, they can't let everybody in. We know that. But I don't want. But keep in mind, we're all immigrants of this country, whether we like it or not. You know, okay. the only people and I haven't seen any type of Native Americans in this chat. You know, if there are some. Hey, make yourself known. But and uh, but, you know, I'm going to say that if we are going to let people in, have a, a, a strict, a very strict background check. Uh, but once they pass it and they deem that they are able to be productive citizens here, hey, bring them on through. Yeah, I don't think, you know, we can we can definitely pull up what the uh, travel ban particularly talks about. But from my understanding of it, without going back over it, I think you're pretty close to what Trump's saying. You know, I think there are specific countries that he says, you know what, we need to do some extra screening with people who want to come in from these places, slow that down a little bit till we check them out. You know, there's a bunch of things involved here. Um, in other countries, right? I'm not saying you can't do this in America. You can't fake documents. But what I'm going to say, it's really easy to fake documents and things like that in other countries. And then, of course, right now, because of how what's going on in these countries, people are leaving those countries and spreading out all over the world. And in in uh, a lot of cases, bringing violence with them. So they just want to make sure that they're taking their time and, and going through those things properly. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I'm, I'm an immigrant more mm-hmm. directly. I guess you're you're saying like you're an immigrant because I'm an immigrant. Too. I mean, hell, okay. I, I don't know no I'm black a, people that was in America um, prior to slavery. You know, there might there might there might have been a few might have been a few, um, but, you know, that's I, mean, I, don't, I don't you know, I think here's the thing as an immigrant that I think there's lots of other countries around the world where people from those countries want to come to America. And for the most part, when those people come here, they don't they don't have ulterior motives why they're coming here. They're not trying to tear down America, bring America right. down. They want to come here for an opportunity, make themselves better maybe bring something positive uh, to America. So this is the kind of thing that we have to balance out. I, and, and I think as the Supreme Court says um, that the president is within his rights to do that. I mean, he's, he's definitely within his rights. Now, you have to think about the morality of it at this point. And then again, now keep in mind, Trump doesn't have a good track record of doing things the uh, quote unquote, you know, uh, the 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 way that most people will want you to do it or say it, he's kind of brash with it. Um, and, you know, like I said, I mean, I'm kind of mixed on that because I don't want to have to go outside and everywhere I go, I have to fear like, um, like uh, they are in London where, you know, they have so many terrorists over there. Like, it's like, you know, the but what, so, so I mean, what I'm saying to you is like, what do you think is morally wrong about saying, Hey, let's take, a closer look. Let's slow down. Uh, 
you know, people coming in from certain countries until we verify who they are and what their intentions are. Do you well, think I mean, this, do you think that there's something morally? So, for example, here, let me ask you this question to something that I think everyone can relate to. Let's put it this way. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not trying to I'm not trying to change what you think about it or anything. Right. I just want to know if some if there's a knock. Do you live in an apartment or a house? House. OK, so you live in a house. If there's a knock on the door right now, mm-hmm. what do you do? <laughs> honestly, I'm just curious. <laughs> honestly, it depends on how light or hard the knock is. If it's uh, just a little dee, 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 okay, you know, it may be a female coming away. I don't want to scare her, you know. But uh, if it's somebody acting like they're the police breaking in my house, oh, I'm getting the Glock. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, the thing is intention, right? Intention yeah. is right. a huge part of how you scream what's about to go down. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You know, but, so, Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm all for, you know, protecting Americans, uh, protecting, you know, those people that are law abiding. Uh, but now, then again, now we got our own homegrown terrorists. So yeah. uh, th- for those people that think that America is terrorist free, that's a damn lie. You live in a damn uh, fantasy land. We Absolutely. got homegrown terrorists terror. already here. Yeah, we have domestic okay. terrorists. Uh, yeah. We've got gangs and all kinds of different people yeah. that are they're attacking us. We've got other we've got other people out there who um, don't like this group or that group, and and uh, they they choose to attack people for all those different reasons. But what I'm saying to you is, you know, intention means a lot when someone wants to come into your home. So let's yeah. say you do you have a, like a peephole or do you have a security camera? How do you? And by the way, 13C Joe is joining us, so we'll give him a chance to get set up. So how how do you how do you before do you just open the door? No, do you have a little oh, chain no. on there. What do you do? No. <laughs> you you really want to know what I say? It, it depends <laughs> on what time of day they come in and how hard that knock. Because if they come in at the wrong time, I'm like, hey, who the f are you? What the, mm-hmm. what the f you want? You know, uh-huh. um, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, so the, so I mean, how how yeah. I don't know how that would be I, drastically I, I did different. That, from, uh-huh. I did that one time, man, and um, it was this this little, <laughs> it was this little lady, uh, look, a young young lady outside. She was like um, selling like AT and T cable packages. And I opened the door, you know, and she was like, <laughs> and she was a deer in the head, like like. I'm sorry, sir. You know, and I'm like, oh, no, no, I'm sorry. You know, I kind of felt all bad. You know, I'm like, damn, you know, you know, so now and then, you know, I don't know. One dude came and I guess because I hadn't cut my yard, he was asked, he was saying, hey, you need your yard cut? No, I don't need my yard cut. <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> you know, but um, yeah, yeah, man, I need to be a little nicer. But I, I got like a sign in my front window uh, and it reads this. It says, um, nothing inside this home is worth your life and it has like a gun you know and um it, so, it, it, so but, but here so here's the thing here's the thing <laughs> that i want to know how how is that drastically different from us saying hold it a minute let's slow down what's happening on the borders and who's yeah. coming in let's make sure we're screening everyone and we figure out what people want when you know when they are standing at our front door back door i don't know however you want to look at it mm-hmm. i don't think uh, we should never expect, I have this conversation all the time with people, we should never expect the people in the government or the or our political leaders that we elect to, to do less than what we would do. So if someone's coming into your home, you would want to screen, you would think about it, like, who, who the hell are you? 
Yeah. You know, what do you want? Why are you knocking yeah. on my door? What are you up yeah. to? Why do you want to come into my house? Are you friendly? Not friendly? Mm -hmm. You know, I think you're going to look at everyone. If you look through that door and you see, you know, you see me standing there in a suit or something like that or with some kind of ID on or whatever. What the hell you want in that suit? <laughs> well, still, you're going to look at it differently than if you see me all thugged out with my pants down on the ground. Now, right? I would look differently if it was a nice, fine lady, you know, with a yeah, nice, sure. tight yeah. outfit. And that's the honeypot. That's how you die. <laughs> hey, hey, you know, I, hey, I, I, there's a lot of men in America that die that way then. Yeah. You know? <laughs> when Rod Mills goes down... <laughs> You guys You'll know, know why. Yeah. And then you'll, you'll be like, okay, you know what? I can see why he did it. Oh, okay. Well, I guess some things, some things <laughs> are fine to die that way. All right. So let's take a little break here for a second. We do, we do have Richard Hughes joining us as well as Richard 13 Hughes. seasons. Hey. So hey. what's, uh, what's up guys? All right. So let's take a little break. Here. Okay. Okay. Hold on. I don't know if, you know what? Let's go with Richard. Can you hear me, Richard? Yeah, I hear you fine. Do you hear me good? Yes. How's everything going? Good, good. I actually, I was in D.C. Uh, doing some political activism this week and almost got arrested in front of the White House. Uh, uh oh. Have a confrontation with some Trump haters. Uh oh. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. But yeah. I'm glad you did not get arrested. <laughs> yeah. Glad that you could make it here and join us. Yeah, so. yeah. So uh, I was in D.C. I met. Oh boy, what's the guy's name? You, you remember the story about uh, a group of black men going to the Woolworth and sitting down at the counter and saying, I want to be served? Um, yeah, way back in the days. Yeah, I met one yeah. of those guys, uh, Clarence Henderson, oh, okay. super nice okay. guy, you know, conservative man going out, you know, talk about conservatism. Mm -hmm. And we had a two hour break from all the, you know, we, we I'll tell you what was very cool. I, and this is kind of dovetailing in what Mac was talking about last night about the period of commentary on legislation and regulation is they take that very seriously. So if you write something about bump stocks, the, the people in Trump has all the right people in all of these organizations, whether it's uh, the ATF, the EPA, et cetera, they're very seriously weighing your commentary. Okay. And so uh, definitely write in about the bump stock. Whenever any kind of ATF regulation comes up and there's a comment period, write in. Make sure you write in. That's that. I was dying to get that message out yesterday. Tomorrow's um, the last day, right? Sorry, but I'm pretty sure tomorrow's the last day, right? Yeah, I think so. So everybody, uh, I'll try to look it up and I'll pass it off. Yeah, or someone, someone send me, a, uh, put a link, put a link in our chat here and I'll post it in the description or something like that. Uh, let's, let's, um, before we get too deep into anything, Richard, let's also welcome Joe from 13C Gun Reviews. Joe, what's up, man? Thank you, Hank. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you uh, bearing with me here, getting set up tonight. I actually got a new computer and I just got home and I guess the webcam, Cam, does everything look right? Does it sound right? Yeah, you look good, man. You look, man, you look sharp. Crisp. Yeah, damn. Crisp. <laughs> like, like you just came out of the dry cleaner. I, I literally just, I changed, just, I tore off what I was wearing for work and I, I, I pulled on the first shirt out of the closet and here I am. No, awesome. I'm talking about the camera looks sharp, not you. Oh, hold on. Now. I mean, you look sharp too. But I mean, for the camera, it's like, damn, I can see your nostril here or something. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, Joe looks good. You're going to get some tonight, Joe. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not from us, not from us. <laughs> it's too long to drive. You wouldn't be here till after midnight anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Joe, you look so good. I can see your blood tight, man. 
Oh boy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, this is going to get crazy. So, oh, so, so uh, before we get into any subjects here, uh, we've got Joe from 13C Gun Reviews. We've got Richard Hughes from uh, Flying Rich, right, Richard? Right, flyingrich.com. Okay, and we've also got Rod Mills, and he's from Scorched Earth. Uh, Was it firearms training or training? That's it. I got a okay. class this weekend. Okay, very cool. So we're going to talk about a whole bunch of different things. I'm sure these guys have things to talk about. You guys have stuff to talk about. Uh, before uh, Richard and uh, and Joe came in, I was saying, guys, that the topic of today's show is like Uncle Sam, travel ban, Erdogan. So there you go. I don't know if you guys catch the references, but... Yeah. I still ain't called a reference on that. I hate. <laughs> yeah, sounds like a sounds like a rap chant to me. I don't know. I just I just needed to, I just wanted to change it up today and and turn some things around. So what Rod and I were talking about when you guys came in is this whole situation with um with with the travel ban being upheld by the Supreme Court. Do you guys want to jump into that before we go off into other subjects? Okay. Go ahead, so, Richard. Okay, if you read the U.S. Constitution, and all of you should have a pocket constitution in your hand somewhere, which I don't know where mine is, the Constitution gives the right for the regulation of immigration to the Congress. The Congress wrote a statute, gave it to the president. So it's been upheld in the past that the president has plenary power over immigration. There we we go. So this this is a non-issue. This, all of these judges that ruled against uh, Trump were activists. Trump, <laughs> Joe's got it there. Yeah, Joe. So keep talking. I'm just going to. Joe's the talking. man. Joe's the man. <laughs> Not the pocket <laughs> constitution, though. So. Um, oh, there we go. There goes another one. Put that up again, Joe. Hold on. <laughs> well-rounded. Shinzu. Okay, there you go. Got to be well-rounded. He had to throw up the art of war as well. Constitution and the art of war, baby. That's all you need. <laughs> I feel bad I don't have a Bible sitting here. Otherwise, I'd have the three most important books you yeah. need. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry sorry about that, yeah, Rich. Go ahead. So all of these judges, and I, I'm always kind of shocked at how dumb judges are. And really, it's got to be that they're just activist judges because there is no way that what Trump proposed was illegal. It was absolutely complying with the law 100 percent. There's prior uh, precedent of court cases to to validate that. Also, 85 percent of the world's Muslim population wasn't banned from coming into the countries. The the quote unquote Muslim ban, Trump ban, however you want to call it, immigration ban was from failed countries where we couldn't reach out to them to validate the status of the individuals coming into the country that these people. There was no way to do a background check, a criminal history check to know whether they're a good guy. Yeah. Yeah. I I think um, I think that's one of the things here that it's not necessarily that we don't. There was obviously there's going to be people who say like this is this guy's racist. He just wants to stop these people from coming into America. Ask yourself. And this is the conversation Rod and I were having. Are you going to open up your home to these people? Are you going to if are you going to open your home up? Depends. People without knowing who they are. Exactly. I'm not saying that that means automatically it's a bad person, but you want to know who's who's coming into your home. And that should be the same way that it is, I think, of who's coming into any country. If you try to go into Mexico, they're going to want some papers. You can't just walk into Mexico. Unless unless did some did something change that I don't know about, but you can't just walk into Mexico. So uh, let me let the federales. No, no, it's not easy, man. Uh, listen, you got to pay a fee to leave Mexico. 
you know, I don't think we, we don't charge anyone to leave. <laughs> so <laughs> I learned that the hard way the last time I was in Mexico. Joe, did you want to say something about this? Um, I'm actually just sharing the link right now. Sorry, I'm a little late. Oh, on okay. Is that in the no, chat? Did you put up? No, my, 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 feeling, my feelings are, are, are the same, right? I mean, you, you need to control who's coming and going. One of the things that I, that, that I like to kind of try and put upon people who don't understand some of what's going on now that always gets glossed over is we are uh, legally immigrating four times as many people today as we were 20 years ago. Also, more people immigrate into the United States than all of the countries in the world combined. And yeah, absolutely. And then that's the other and one. We're racist. Yeah. And so, somehow, you know, we, we've quadrupled in 20 years. We've quadrupled the amount of people we legally let enter, uh, which me, which in turn gave us uh, immigrating more people than the rest of the world combined. So I don't understand where the where the disconnect is for whatever other folks are going to be trying to get in. We at least make sure we know who they, you know, as best as we can, who they are, right? I mean, I, I don't understand why anyone has a problem with making sure that people coming in are what they say they are. And depending on what documents you look at, there are a high amount, especially the people who are, who are illegally entering from the non-usual sources, right? Um, they're running into higher rates of murder and rape. There's a, there's, a, there's a huge percentage of violent criminals that come across. And we're not talking about, you know, the family who, you know, hitches a ride and, you know, hops across. We're talking people who enter, you know, in the middle of the desert, middle of the night type things. And, you know, we, we've seen a lot of those busts here lately, at least it's getting published now. So I, you know, whoever wants to come, I don't care. I just want to make sure that the people who are coming are good and, uh, you know, and, 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 they're, and they're not of the criminal aspect. That's, yeah. that's where I come down. I don't care. I mean, cause you know, all, all, all my family immigrated here, you know, I'm not first generation, but you know, you know, we're not. And, th and this is not relevant to, this is not relevant to this particular situation in terms of the whole immigration question, right? This is about people coming from specific places in, in, in what's uh, called the Trump ban, right? Coming from Correct. specific countries that they, and that they want, that they want to take a look at or take a closer look at. So ultimately it looks like from what both of you guys are saying that the Supreme court was going to have to deal with this because our lower courts you know, just went the political route or the politically correct route mm -hmm. and didn't give the president the power that he would usually have, which the people who are fighting this, if uh, the tables turn and there's someone else in the White House, they're going to want that power. The Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals is notorious. Nine out of 10 of their decisions get overturned. They're hopelessly liberal. So a lot of these, uh, there, there was one uh, court case in the state of Washington and the, one of the things is you have to seek standing. So if you need to sue somebody for some reason, you have to show a damage. Now, typically the damage has to already occur. But in Washington, what they did is they allowed a college to sue against the travel ban because these people could apply to college and they weren't going to get the revenue because of that, which that, that's completely preposterous. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, whatever. You, if you if you want to come to America that bad, do it legally. Take the time. Yeah, take the time. Or listen, if it takes a little bit longer, if you're a good person, you have good intentions, you you don't have, um, you know, what they're screening for in terms of terrorism and stuff like that. If you don't have those things in the background and everything, it's still going to be here for you uh, six months, a year, two years later. It's not it's not running away anywhere. Now, uh, let me ask uh, before we I don't know if Rod wanted to jump in here. But before before you do that, Rod, 
Um, someone send me that link again so I could put it so I could put it in the description. I didn't think I, I didn't see that link from uh, you, Joe. Um, I saw Tiv- Tavon posted it up. Um, oh, Tyvin. Okay. Tyvin. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Tyvin. Um, Sounds like Tavon. <laughs> sorry. That's okay. Let's call him. Let's call him Tavon from that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, that's, that's way sexier. Let me copy this link and I'm, I'm going to repaste. I'm going to re uh, paste it here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh wait, that does a huge redirect. I can't do that. Oh, it does. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I can click through and then do it. Here we go. Found it. Yeah. So, Rod, Are did you, you did you have something you wanted to say to that while Joe's sending me that? Um. Uh, did you guys want to talk about the um, situation that happened down uh, at uh, South Beach, in Miami? Um. Do you, Are you guys aware of what Rod's talking about here? No, I just got no. Okay. All right. So, yeah. So why don't you fill these guys in, Rod? Okay. So uh, there were a group of guys, I think five gentlemen uh, that were down in, uh, there's a pier uh, right where the uh, cruise ships uh, go in and out of uh, Miami. And um, you can actually fish off of that pier and they were open carrying. And I guess some resident or some, person um called the police on them now one thing about the state of florida you, we are able to uh open carry if you're going to uh and from from fishing or hunting you can open carry uh it is a little known law but it is a law um there were uh miami beach police officers that had their guns drawn on those people uh matter of fact the guy had like a um uh, what's the little camera that uh, Hank that you GoPro, use all the GoPro. time? The GoPro, GoPro. yeah. Mm-hmm. He had like some type of apparatus where the GoPro was like on his chest, like it, if he were a uh, a cop with a camera on. And uh, the cop was heard saying, uh, "Don't touch your freaking gun! Don't touch your gun! And put your hands on your head!" And the guy was like, "I'm not going to touch my gun. Why would I need to touch my gun?" So therefore, uh, to make a long story short. All the uh, charges were dropped against these men because it was found out that they were within their rights to be able to open carry. Mm-hmm. Because so, they were fishing on the pier? Yeah. If you, in the state of Florida, if you go, huh. if you, in, in the motion of going to or from hunting or fishing, you can open carry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think there's some other situations as well that you can open carry. And I think it was six guys. These guys were not I don't think it was just that they were fishing. Obviously, you got to be fishing and doing stuff like that. I think that they they uh, they're part of an open carry uh, advocacy group. And they um, and they also notified the police department in that area ahead of time of what they were going to do. But yet, you know, the police department decided to, like, overact to the whole thing. So. That's how we got into yeah. this situation and no criminal charges or anything like that were filed. They just arrested them um, and then let them go. They they were in custody. They didn't leave the scene. From what I heard, they didn't leave the scene. They were they were detained for like half an hour or something like that. But they weren't actually arrested, were they? Um, let me see. I'm going to try to look through this article here. Were they actually arrested, Rod? Let's see. Um, uh they were detained, I think. Yeah, yeah they were detained. detained. Yeah, detained. Yeah. And, uh, and they claim that the uh, police that, that detained them committed assault and battery. 
So, um, well, in Florida, assault and battery are very easy to commit. Well, not from a law enforcement person uh, official doing it, but as far as just the general charges for assault and battery are very, very weak in Florida. Basically, any type of battery, if you put, touch someone and they don't want you to touch them like like that, that is technically battery. And the assault, uh, the verbal threatening is very, uh, it's a very loosely interpreted law in Florida and loosely worded. So technically, it would be very easy for someone to assault someone verbally and touch them, in a, you know, if they didn't want to be touched and it'd be battery. Even can, just a, can we use that at the airport? I wish we no. could. No, <laughs> I wish we yeah, could. No. Oh, that's yeah. assault and battery. That's, that's <laughs> sexual assault in my opinion. But yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. So it's very easy to do that. Uh, you know, yeah. for the, you done. and this is that was, uh, I believe, the Florida Concealed Carry Group. Um, it was a staged event, and they've done this a lot all over the state. Um, you know, open carry from a from a fishing hunting perspective has happened a lot. So, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously not normally in Miami Beach, but mm-hmm. it's not something that should be out of the ordinary. It's not something that any police officer in Florida shouldn't be aware of. I mean, yeah. it, it's not like it's something that far out of the realm. Right, and I don't and know that they... it would have been in Indiana. It would have been a big yawner because open carry of handguns, rifles, pistols, shotguns. Anything is completely legal up here. So, I mean, yeah, you know, it's a non-issue up here and in, in a lot of states. I think that um, I think that the 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 uh, Miami Police Department is saying they weren't notified. The open carry guys are saying that they did notify them. But there is a statute for people who live here in Florida and even those who don't. I see some people asking in the uh, comments about this. There is a statute. It's 790.253H which allows a person hunting, camping, or fishing to openly carry a gun. Um, there you go. So you can do it if you're hunting, camping, or fishing. So um, we can dig We can dig more into that statute. Hey, let me see. I'll pull up some stuff and, but, and dig into it. See, the it. cops don't know the laws for the most part. And my first experience exactly. with that was um, I got my first concealed carry permit in Minnesota as a non-resident. And when I was doing my class, one of the guys, he was open. Minnesota is a carry state, carry any way you like. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't specify concealed. And he was open carrying in a park. Some women, you know, went, you know, nutso, called the cops. The cops, you know, like hands up, lean on the car, don't touch your weapon, blah, blah, you know, the whole shoot match. And, you know, it was a big nothing burger. He's like, he was educating the police on what the statute was. And... Mm -hmm. Likewise, I've had the same issue uh, when I was flying back and forth between New York and Florida with a Mini 14 with a 30-round mag. That 30-round mag was never legal in Florida, but a Suffolk County cop was, you know, checking the gun and writing down the serial number and, you know, just said, yeah, no problem. Go on your way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this is part of what happens. Um, you know, I this, this, is, uh, this is the reason why I think these guys are doing it, right? They're trying... These laws exist. They're there, I think, for our protection, our betterment. And they're trying to get people to be used to that, right? They want the police departments to be used to that, et cetera. And then putting them there and they're putting themselves out there. So I think they they understood that, you know, something could happen when they went out there and did this. Um, I'm not against what they're doing at all. Well, my buddy in Minnesota, he's a firearms instructor. I think he's get, gotten more people in Minnesota their permit than the NRA. 
And he opened, he's an office guy, an IT guy. So he concealed carries in the office. But if he's out, he makes sure he opens carry because he wants people to get used to the side of that. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Joe, did you have anything else here that you wanted to, uh, to um, add to this whole thing? I mean, to you guys in Indiana, this is like, you know, you guys fought these battles. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we did. And, you know, up until a few years ago, um, well, six, seven years ago, open carry was fairly rare here in Indiana. Um, I, several years ago, I got involved with and helped start a group up here in Northwest Indiana as we were trying to grow our firearms community up here. Um, and we did a lot of open carry events uh, and they went generally speaking very well, but there was a lot of education that had to be done as well, especially for local law enforcement. Um, and since then we've actually had numerous, um, you know, I, I tell people an appropriate place to carry a rifle, uh, you know, for example, is around your local state house or county complex, something like that during a protest or a rally. Um, inappropriate time would be while you're shopping at, you know, the local Walmart or, you know, Meyer. you know, mm -hmm. not that I want it to be legal, but I just probably, you know, th there are times, right. If, if you want to open carry in the Walmart, you know, you hang it on your hip and a retention holster. All right, fine. Um, but we, we did some of this stuff as far as, uh, you know, more of an educational sense and we were very well received. Things went well. And we educated a lot of uh, local law enforcement community uh, members as well who didn't. So it was it was good. Um, at the same time, you know, on a daily basis, I'm not necessarily a fan of open carry. Uh, but then again, I think it definitely has its place. And if some, somebody wants to engage in more power to you, I mean, this is America. You, you know, as long as you're not hurting anybody, enjoy, do it. You know, I mean, that, that's yeah. one of the freedoms. These aren't rights that awesome these aren't rights that, uh, that I think we I don't. Should, I don't. The only time I cringe when I see somebody exercising it is, you know, the, you know, carrying, you know, right in front of them, all tactical, ready, like you're willing to kick down a door while you're ordering a burrito. Probably, probably not the best image to put forward, but yeah. But these aren't rights that we necessarily that we want to give up at all. No. Uh, Rod, no. what so? So, Rod, I know this is like a, a, you know, this is something I think that um, touched something in, you know, in your opinion. What did you, you know, what's your takeaway from the whole thing? I mean, this, me per se, I would, I don't like open carry. Not that I don't like the, the concept of it. I don't like letting someone know that I, what I have. Okay. Uh, because keep in mind, then if anything goes down, you're actually the the target, uh, the first target at that point. And I would rather not have someone know that I am concealed. I want when I bring my gun out, I want it to be a surprise. OK, uh, so that gives me the advantage, you know. Uh, but, you know, if that's their right and they see fit to do so, hey, more power to them. They like it. I love it. You know, that's my key. That's my theory on it. But, you know, I think that we. You know, I was I was actually at work today and I was discussing, um, <clears throat> you know, what I do when I'm outside of work with my firearms training uh, class. And, you know, there was a guy, he was like, man, uh, are, are you going to go crazy in here? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, why would you say that? <laughs> and he said, he said, well, man, I, I, I apologize, you know, to the guys. He, he, he grew up in a a home that uh, there were no guns uh, present. He's in his uh, early 50s. And um, his thing is, and it's so, it's it's funny, but it's sad on the, in the same time because people are so naive to the fact that they think that guns 
when you only think a gun, it, it, it carries a negative connotation. And I'm like, man, there's a whole other world out there with competitive shooting, people that go hunting, you know, people that collect. You know, not everybody that owns a gun is looking to kill somebody. I sure as hell ain't. And I don't think anybody in this chat or on this panel is, you know. But my thing is, is this, if I ever need to protect myself, I want to be able to say, hey, I have something. And you carry at work, Rob? Unfortunately, I can't carry at work because I work for a bank. Um, but uh, Florida law does state that you're able to keep your gun in your vehicle. Okay, that is Florida law there. So I, I do keep my, my, my firearm, my sidearm uh, in my vehicle. Um, now, what good is doing me out there? Hey, it doesn't. It only does serves its purpose when I leave and I'm going home. Okay, right. Uh, but um, and then you know, it, it's funny that you said that because uh, we had a um, an active shooter class uh, maybe a little over a year ago at my job, and the gentleman that they had doing it, um, I can tell that they had little to no experience. Um, because basically the type of advice that they were giving is probably going to get us killed, you know? Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, man, you know, but a lot of things, even in, even in, and not to get off on this tangent on active shooting, but uh, I was always taught that, you know, as a human, you're either going to do one of, uh, of several things. You're either going to go toward the fight and stop, stop, try to stop the threat, you're going to freeze like a deer in the headlights because uh, this has been noted, notated in FBI law enforcement that, uh, especially in the Colorado shooting, there are people that actually froze that didn't even move. OK, you 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 can cower or try to hide, you know, or you can run away. You know, those are the, the options that you have. Mm -hmm. And um, so you have to theoretically fight. If you want to be a uh, a sheepdog or or a hero, not saying that anybody should be a hero, but you have to fight that, and you have to also hope that the training that you have allows you to be able to you know combat the threat. Um, whether what I would do, I would hope that my training that I have would allow me to be able to react in a positive manner if I ever came upon this situation. But I can tell. Somebody's out there in that chat that has never taken a uh, uh, a class or a, a firearm class that's probably think that oh well I can shoot well you know it's more than just shooting okay there is your brain and your body your uh, your adrenaline does different things to your body when you uh, happen upon a situation like that and it's it's easy to go to a range and shoot at a target a paper target that ain't shooting back at you you know. Is when that you hear those bullets whizzing by your ear, and that's when shit gets real, you know. Mm -hmm. And you got to ask yourself deep down, do I have the heart to stand against this? You know, I can only hope. I mean, I'm not saying that I'm a badass. I can only hope that if that ever that situation happens to me, that I would um, have my muscle memory and I would actually be able to combat the threat. Mm -hmm. Presence of mind, train, you know. Yeah, all those kinds of things uh, kick in. Uh, a little bit of luck <laughs> goes a luck, long yeah. way. Yeah, <laughs> you know if you exactly. if, you wanna, if you're really lucky, you never get into a situation like that. Exactly, right? you hope yeah. you never do. 
Yeah, that that's what I pray. That's what I pray for for all of us. Unfortunately, though, I mean, I think a lot of times people think this stuff will never come. This will never come to them. All oh, that happens to other people on the news or whatever. It happens to someone. And yeah, hopefully it's not you. But when it happens to you, you want to be prepared for it somehow. Look, I have friends that are cops and have retired and never drawn their weapon other than a target practice. So it is possible. But you're right. I mean, that's like my story about carrying is I didn't carry until I got married. And when that happened, I'm like, you know what? I got something to protect here. And that's when I stepped up to the plate. Yeah. But in Florida, um, what I think is funny is a lot of people think guns don't exist, that nobody's carrying. And they have no clue, especially in my neighborhood. Yeah. So I can guarantee you, because I live at Jupiter Farms, it's the redneck part of mm-hmm. Palm Beach. And I, if I could open carry, instead of carrying an LC9, that's 7 plus 1, I'd, I'd like to carry something with, you know, 15, 18, 19 rounds. Yeah. If I could I'll, open carry in Florida. Yeah. I, I freaking open carry a 50 BMG. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> you know, but um, yeah, I, I don't, personally, I don't find problems with uh, open carry. Um, I, I think I agree with you in some aspects, though, Rod, that I would rather people not know what's going on. And I think a lot of that in Florida is a good thing. I, I think there's people who get it and people who don't, that you don't know who you're dealing with. You mess with that little old lady or this person or that person. Pretty much when I come across people and we have these conversations, I'm I'm surprised by who uh, has a CCW, who carries, etc. And pretty much everyone in Florida, unless you're just really, really way out there on the left, but even a lot of those guys on the left are those liberal guys. They've got guns. Mm-hmm. They don't yeah. want you to know it. Yeah. And it goes a long way. It's 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 a good thing. So, OK, um, I don't know if that's it on this. You know what I did when we started this show? I did not shout out anyone. So if there's anyone in the chat and all that kind of stuff that would you know like to get a shout out, let me know. And I will go ahead and do that. I figured we'll just jump into it here. You know, I was kind of like getting set up at the last minute myself. So we're all jumping in. Uh, I think Rich came in at the last minute as well. And for, for all I know, same thing with Joe. I think, Joe, you came in here like, uh, you know, Lola got in touch with you sometime today. So, yeah, yeah, she did. She did. And I, I, mess, I initially messaged her back. I'm like, if I get home in time, I will. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, I'll try and be as close to on time as I can. And, yeah, I appreciate uh, it. I think it was about 10 minutes late. So not too bad. OK. OK, cool. I appreciate it. So I don't know if you guys have any particular thing that you want to jump into. There's a bunch of things here that we could talk to. Music Lover wants a shout out. Shout out to Music Lover. There you go. Um, I don't know. Let me see if there's anyone else. If you guys, um, uh, Gorillas and Guns, I guess you would like a shout out. There you go. Black Sword Shinobi, shout out. Um, <laughs> Brian Quick says he conceals carries, conceal carries a uh, Desert Eagle 50 AE. So, um, yeah. <laughs> Will Killer Keller says, I open carry my puppy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then Larry Fulton, I think, has a comment, you know, in regards to what we were talking about before, says there's a bunch of dumbass idiots who open carry and almost are begging to get shot by the cops. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that I think that does happen. I think that does happen. Well, you got to be smart. Yeah. If you if you're I'm not against people doing this to exercise. A, like if we don't know what our rights are and we don't exercise them, 
you know, fight for them, we are going to lose them. And I think they're guys who are doing it properly. And then maybe there are some guys out there, I think, that are um, looking for it, I guess you could say. There's all there's all types out there. You know, we can't paint everyone with one brush. Right. Um, Psycho 316 says, sure, Hank. So shout out to Psycho 316. David G, shout out to him. Um, Hillbilly Nitro USA, shout out, says he's almost at 400. uh, How many subs? I think it was 400. So you guys should check out Hillbilly Nitro. And uh, I'm trying to see who else. uh, Chris Bullets wants to shout out his nine millimeter. (laughs) And uh, there's a whole bunch of other people in here. Yeah, nine millimeter is the best mil- best amount of millimeters ever. Look at it, look at it. It's awesome. Yeah, there you go, there you go. Pretty awesome. <laughs> Sergeant Poppy says, "Where's Walter? Walter is, um, you know, Walter's been really busy. I think he was here yesterday, and he was saying how that he is doing all the welding. So, uh, Walter will be looking for a welder at some point here, but he's uh, he's got a lot of work to do. So, that's uh." That's what's going on here. Let me see who else, if there's anyone else. Uh, Maximus2012 says, shout out to my PX4 Storm Compact Carry, trusty EDC sidekick. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And Hamburger Helper says, I just show my wiener, the attacker will fall down laughing. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) That's that's not a sight I want to see. Nobody wants to. <laughs> and Kenny Van Cleef says, I'll up you one with a 10 millimeter. So I don't know. What do you think about a 10 millimeter, Joe? Uh-oh. I have a fi- I have a feeling that Richard's getting a 10 millimeter. Oh, no, he's not. He's getting something else right now. No, I don't think that's a 10 um, millimeter. No, that's not. No. You know, if, it, if I was going out on a hunt where I was hunting hogs and hiking through the brush, um, you know, and as a sidearm to have on me, you know, to catch a hog as it was hopping out of the bushes – I'd be all over 10 millimeter. Um, I, I settle on nine millimeter because, and we're not going to get into a caliber debate, but it's, it's simply for me. And I found this for every other person. doesn't matter how big they are, how small they are, how buff you are, how many bajillion pounds you can put up on the bench press, whatever. Nine millimeter is kind of the overall best amount of caliber, grain, bullet weight, speed, recoil management, the whole kind of package, right? I don't know. I mean, and I know if people you're a woman. who are a surgeon with 45, right? And they can freaking shoot better and faster with a 45 than they than I can with a 9. But you give them a 9 millimeter and they can even do better, right? So yeah. for me, it's capacity because I don't always carry a spare magazine, so I slack. So I got a G19 with 15 plus one rounds, um, you know, I've so for people who don't know, I've worked in some form of medicine for about 20 years now. I started out as a firefighter EMT, then I moved over to the hospital. I worked on a level one trauma team for 10 years uh, in the in the greater Chicagoland area. Right. Um, As part of that 10 years, um, I've seen legitimately about a thousand people shot. Um, That's a lot of people. And I will tell you that it's about shot placement, shot placement, shot placement. That's it. Um, <laughs> that, that's where it's at. So be it nine millimeter, 10 millimeter, 45, unless you're talking about getting hit with a 50 cal or something, right. Or you're stepping into rifle calibers. If it's coming out of a pistol, it's about shot placement. And I would much rather get two good hits with a nine millimeter than I would a 10, one ten or one forty five, Right. Yeah. So that's what, that's where I'm at. That's where I've landed on it. 
from everything I've read, everything I've studied, everything I can shoot, and a ton of people that I've seen perforated. Okay, very cool. Okay, I don't know what Richard's up to over there. Yeah, I'm getting the board ready. What the heck are you doing? Yeah, he's, I'm getting the board ready. Look what I got. Oh, he's getting, okay, he's getting, there you go. He sounds like he's getting ready for World War Three. He's got a classic <laughs> Hank Strange patch. Um, I think Pebbles is going at it over there. Yeah. Average Joe Tube. Let me just give a shout out to Average Joe. Um, Average Joe Tube says, if more people open carry, liberals and citizens wouldn't shit themselves every time they see a gun. Uh, uh, tactical disadvantage, question mark, question mark, question mark. He's, uh, he says, sure, but not as big as if these people uh, pass gun ban. So. There you go. And there's lots of stuff going on here. Uh, I'm going to let you guys take over for a second because, uh, you know, um, I, so there's yeah. someone here actually to visit me. So you guys take over. I'll be right back. Give me a visitors? second. Yeah, I've got visitors. Hold on one sec. So, I mean, you could open carry this, right? 10 millimeter. Sure. Why not? <laughs> hey, guys, I, I got something to show you. So I guess we're doing Gorn. We're doing Gorn. Yeah, I got a early horn. A nice hand stop here. I can't think of the damn name of the uh, of the uh, company that makes it. Damn, I can't think of the name of Freak. Uh, But this thing is so sweet. Um, Everybody, SD Tactical, something like that. Not that it's not SD Tactical. I can't think of the name of it. But man, this this hand stop is nice. Though I love this thing. Got my um, enforced light on here. Oops, sorry guys. I'm Got blind. My light. Yep. I think it's maybe 300 uh, lumens. Vortex uh, Strike Eagle on uh, here, one by six. Um, Wait, did yeah, we man, get to Gorn already? And that, that was like 10 seconds I was gone? Yes, you were gone 10 seconds and we're full on Gorn. <laughs> we're like the hell with Hank. We're gonna do some Gorn, guys. Okay, we were showing guys. Hold on one second. <laughs> so this is my 3D printed AccuWedge. What is that going? So your AR-15 to stabilize the upper. Oh. So that drops in the back here. Can you show it where where it's going in the, on the camera? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Huh? yeah. Well, it goes behind the rear pin. So uh-huh. when you drop the top in, it stabilizes the upper. Oh, it's just okay. a wedge, and it fits behind the pin there. So what type, of, uh, what type of what type of AR fifteen is that? Uh, it's actually Anderson Lower, and um, there's a company by <coughs> Palm Beach. Uh, they do. Uh, what was that? What was that? <laughs> That's why you need a wedge. <laughs> oh, that's low that's low blow right? sorry i couldn't help it <laughs> and there's a, a company by me in palm beach uh i'll give them a plug 22 mods for all and they do a bunch of uppers and i i got two of these uppers from them so i got okay. two pistol uppers nice very cool very cool i guess we're doing early gorn um you know so we'll save some for later yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I I, I had oh, to go get my, had to go get my star. Oh, star. star. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. The star out of the bag. There you go. Oh, so nice. Let's just go get that. You know, since I moved, it's like I'm having a. You know, I don't have all the guns and stuff like that over here. I have to get them. I have to get them all over here. But there you go. I'll I'll be Dude, pulling out you, some guns every now and then. You need a real bullpup. Oh boy. Oh, wow. I have the real one. <laughs> Damn. Okay. 
PS90s are about to get pulled up from everywhere right now. Joe, <laughs> Joe's pointing at his PS90 right up there. There you oh, go. Awesome He's got the cool desert tan. <laughs> yeah. If Rod Mills and I got a PS90, then we'll have a club going. You ever had a PS90, Rod? Are you um, into bullpups? I'm not in, I'm not all into bullpups. Oh, okay. Okay. And we're gonna eject. Richard, Richard had this look like. Uh, what is yeah. he saying? We're ejecting. <laughs> we're ejecting Rod Mills right now. <laughs> Curses, Rod Mills. <laughs> he had that look like. You never. You never had any bullpup. Not one. There's no bullpups out there that you like at all, Rod. I mean, I guess I like that one that you uh, took up to um, to uh, Reed's uh, Reed Hendricks. The uh, X95. Yeah. And okay. I like the, uh, the the one from uh, IWI. Yeah, they're both from IWI. Uh, oh, yeah. Like, you're oh, talking okay. about the Tavor. The Tavor is the from Tavor. IWI. The Tavor. That's it. Yeah, and then the X95 is like a progression progression along the line. Yeah. Of the Tavor, and they're both from IWI. I can't tell the difference, to be honest with you. No. Okay. Yeah. There's some slight. There's some slight differences. A couple things. Couple things different in well, there. What, what would you say is the the upgrade for the uh, the what do you say M90? Uh, X95. Wait. No, the X95. Yeah, the X95. Yeah. What's the upgrade from that from the, the uh, Tavor? Well, I think that um, there's there's more stuff built in, so you can you can like you can change the. Uh, I don't have the Tavor here, but this part of the this part of the the trigger guard uh, kind of grown up. I think I saw that. Yeah, you could change that. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's there's some furniture on the front of the handguard that you could remove. There's a few. Mm. There's a few different things. It's a so little it's bit more streamlined. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, it's just a cosmetic. Yeah, the, the magazine release is moved up to the front where like an AR would be um, instead of the back one on the SAR. Yeah, um, I have both. I love them both. Um, but you know, they're uh, for. I, I love them both. I don't. I don't think I choose between the two, but uh, I like them both. Somebody was asking me about the handrail here. Uh, on this AR, I think in the comments, this is uh, actually a Spikes Tactical uh, Builder Sand Sand Spider Sandbox. Builder that looks kit. good, man. Nice. So good. yeah, it, this thing. I mean, the the pictures don't do it justice. This looks thing looks nice and light too. Um, so it comes with the rail, the upper, and then the lower. The upper and lower stripped. Uh, I built up the lowers done. Um, I just literally got in my uh, barrel and uh, bolt carrier. So I'm gonna put those in tonight, and uh, and then this guy will be complete. So okay. so wait wait you gotta end the debate. What grease do you use on that barrel going into the upper receiver? What grease? Yeah. Uh I don't. This is a nickel. This is nickel Teflon. So you know I might put. Uh, drop wait, you're supposed to grease that. You're supposed to grease that baby there. Torque the damn yeah, barrel. Yeah, you gotta have uh, molybdenum disulfide. I don't. I don't even use a torque wrench. I hand torque it to where I think feels good. I put. I put it on there, and boom, it's done. Well, the torque spec is thirty-five to eighty-five foot pounds, so it really exactly. doesn't matter. It feels tight, lines up. Okay, we're good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Is there? Is there? Like, I didn't even know you had to put grease on that thing. No, you, well, you don't, don't want the bimetallic corrosion between the steel barrel and the aluminum oh, okay. upper receiver because then it rust welds itself in there. Come on, Hank. <laughs> and you can't Richard, can you say that in, in, in regular human terms? I try, I try to I try to uh you know I mean grease only 
Grease only when it's necessary. <laughs> you know, if you got to grease it up, I mean, you know. Do it. It's too dry. Yeah. <laughs> you got to yeah. make it wet. Hey, yeah. Kevin, Kevin Doughty says sex loop. Now, I don't have it. I don't have loop. Yeah. To go. By the way, Joe, that's a really nice gun. Where's the barrel from? So the barrel is from Faxon. Oh, just so showed up. It is their two two three wild match barrel. I don't know if we Sweet. can fo- focus yeah, on that. There you go. There you wild go. match barrel. It's the gunner profile. And uh, for those who don't know, for facts on what they did is they took uh, a government barrel and they remove all that extra material and weight on the front to kind of give it more of a pencil barrel front to keep the heavier taper in the back. It balances it out a lot nicer. Moves, you know, doesn't put as much weight out front. Um, I don't know. I, I like these barrels. So we're going to see how it performs with this one. But this total weight on this build with the optic should be right at six pounds. Hopefully. Okay. Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, so we've got some comments. You know, it's yeah. an AR. It shouldn't be a boat anchor. Yeah. We've got some comments on the uh, whole grease thing. Gorillas and Guns says steel and aluminum don't get along. Uh Classified information says Hank uses elbow grease. <laughs> Tango Hunter says uh, he uses lithium grease. Uh, Greg 98K says uh, I spit on it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Joe Carpenter says spit on it. <laughs> There's lots of spit on it. Screaming Skull Saloon says ALG lube. <laughs> so you can go you can go on with the uh, with the with the different kinds of lubes that people use. OK, so. I do not have an X95, but I do have my Tavor. Uh, there you go. All right. So there goes. My Tavor is heavily modified. Right uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Joe. So what did you modify on it, Hank? Um, so, okay. So this is modified right up here. So okay. this is the, ah, oh, I forgot the name of the, like, the stepped up um, rail here. Uh, what the hell is that? Is, is it the T-Rex? Something like that. I can't even remember the name of it. But that's from... Um, I think that's from Midwest Industries, I want to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. I see the sign on it. Yeah, then I changed. Uh, is it? That's, what about that flash out? That's yeah. a. Uh, that's aftermarket. No, this is. The, yeah, this is uh, from Surefire for my suppressor. So my suppressor. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I thought that was a Surefire. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and then also I changed the handguard here as well. So that's got like a M lock handguard on it. And I think that's from Midwest Industries. Yeah. So that's pretty much, I, I changed also, I covered up the gas port as well on that side with actual metal gas port. Now, the, why did uh, you cover the gas port? Uh, because you get a lot of, uh, you get a lot of blowback. gas space from this. Okay. Yeah, you get a lot of blowback when you're shooting it suppressed. Gotcha. And that, and that uh, helps a little bit. The trigger is uh, changed on this one. So I have the shooting sight trigger in on this gun, but there's a, there's a couple of different triggers out there. I think Geisley makes one. I know Shooting Sight makes one, and I think there's another place that makes a trigger for it. And that's pretty much what I've changed on this. With my X95, like you were asking the difference, my X95, I've done nothing. Mm. I just, you know, just put an optic on it. So, and and it's not that I think that you absolutely had to put all the stuff on there, but, you yeah. know. So, hey, um, what's the... Um uh, the weight on that uh, Tavor, and how much do they? Uh, how much could you expect to, uh, to spend for one in the store? Um, they, well, I don't think IWI is making Tavors anymore. Um, well, I mean, like if you just go to a regular gun store, maybe somebody oh, has to like, use one or something. Or 
Um, you could probably get a Tavor. I don't know. I haven't looked at Tavor prices. I'm going to say use some maybe 1500, 1700 or something what, like that. What, what so was it? New? That new? Probably it's it used is probably going to be somewhere from 12 to 17, but I don't don't mm. quote me on that. I would have to actually look it up. I'm not sure. It's been a while. I've had that for years, probably like three years or something. So I have not been in the market for a Tavor in a long time. I think by the time you add all this stuff on it, you're way over that. Okay, gotcha. Way past that. <laughs> Going gotcha. towards maybe three grand or something like that. When oh, you yeah. add all just, this stuff. Just get a real bullpup. Get a PS90. Uh, I had a PS90 and then, you know what? I like the PS90. I had one and I sold it and I should have never done that. You guys want to see Hank cry? Yeah. Uh-oh. So let's see. Joe. Uh-oh, Joe, Joe's got his Tavor. What's on yours, Joe? So th- no, this is the X95. That's X95. Yeah, that's this the X95. And like you, I have an SAR that I completely did up. I replaced all oh, Chick-fil-A. Oh, oh, you're killing me. So. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so I'm so I'm so hungry right now, and you too. <laughs> I, I I could kill for an original chicken sandwich. I'm I'm just gonna shout out Chick Fil A right now for having the best Chick Fil A chicken sandwich in any quasi fast food environment ever. Mm-hmm. I hate to tell you this, but I had a salad from Chick Fil A, which I I affectionately call Chick Fil A, but Lola yeah. got me a a salad. Oh, that's so mean. <laughs> so, so you're on a diet or something? Uh, so, yeah, so I'm on a diet. I'm on a diet. Um, my SAR, I did like you did. I replaced the rail in the front. Um, I went with uh, Manicore Arms with that uh, integrated front light in there. Mm-hmm. Change out. Um, I replaced a trigger with the Geisley uh, Super Sober trigger. Um, so yeah, I mean, and that took the SAR to the, to the next level. This one, to be quite honest with you, the X95, I haven't done anything with because. For the most part, I like it the way it is. You don't um, need to. You don't need to really change anything on it. Just put an optic on it. Yeah, I mean the it. You know, you want to change out your your. Uh, you want to put something on the front. There it is. You can slide all three of these off to get your pick rail underneath. Mm-hmm. Um, it's you know it's not the best, but at the same time, it's nice. Um, you know, it's not something I feel like I have to rush out and change like the SAR, which really needed it. Um, the trigger pack in the X95, which is backwards compatible with the SAR, the trigger pack in this is not terrible. I did not. I really don't feel like I have to rush out and get a new trigger pack, mm-hmm. um, and I haven't still. I just like it the way it is. I think IWI knocked this one out of the park. I know there are some people who aren't a fan that the trigger, re- the magazine releases uh, moved up front here. Um, some people like that original one for stripping it out. Um, I'm kind of ambivalent on it. I like it a little bit up here. It's familiarity, right? I run a lot of ARs. So I don't know. I like it the way it is. Yeah, I I think I would agree with you on that. And I know that I took my um, X95 with me as a backup gun when I went to train with Reed. And then I had to use it. And I don't know. Someone who goes out there to train can probably correct me. But I think at the end, you're shooting. It's over 400 yards. I think it's either five or 600 yards that you have to you have to carry a gun through this whole course and everything, and then come back. And while your heart is your heart rate is all elevated, you need to make a couple of long distance shots. And I did it all with just a you know standard X95 and a red dot. I didn't even have um like you know a magnified scope or anything like that. Just a red dot. So mm-hmm. I uh you know I don't. I think they're perfect the way that they are. I think with the Tavor, a lot of people wind up doing a whole bunch of stuff like this to it. And I think that's the big difference. Yeah. And I think that's why um, IWI discontinued it. Right, Joe? 
Yeah. Oh, they're not making them anymore. Yeah, yeah, they discontinued it. Um, they told me the, you know, because I spoke with uh, Michael Kaznar before he left. Um, and it's a shame uh, he left. I mean, he he retired. So, I mean, you know, it's not like he left because he didn't like he, he retired. And, you know, he's put in a lot of hard work, a lot of years. And I wish him well. Um, uh, he's an awesome dude. Uh, but, um, you know, he had told me before he left, you know, kind of that was probably on the horizon. Uh, because sales of the SAR just absolutely plummeted when, when they released the X95. You know, sales of the SAR were, I mean, they were selling like hotcakes until the X95 came out. And then the X95s were flying off the shelf. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the demand just wasn't there for the SAR. So I can't say I blame them for that. I wish they would have found a way to scale back uh, and still keep making them. Yeah, but I, think- I, keep, I keep checking some of the, uh, the discount wholesalers for them to uh, blow out whatever remaining stock when IWI finally just dumps whatever's out there. And I don't know if they will. I'm just, mm-hmm. I, you know, speculating like when FN dumped all their uh, FS 2000s and I didn't pick one up. Um, cause oh, I, yeah, I saw that deal. I just didn't have the money at the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you remember the one I was talking about. Yeah, I didn't either. Um, How much was so, it? Oh, I, Kentucky Firearms, I think it was. Uh, yeah, what Kentucky, was it? What was Kentucky, CDNN, I think there was a couple places and they were like 13, 1400 bucks. What? And, yeah. And they lasted, I mean, they lasted two or three weeks. Maybe if that, I don't even know about that. They sold a ton of them though. They cleared them all out and they were gone. Mm. And if, if I see that same deal, well, not same deal. Cause I think dealer pricing on that is about 1300 bucks on the uh, SAR something like that. But if I see one drop, you know, in the sub $1,000 range on a clearance or something, I'm going to buy one or two just because I want to take a couple of, them and my wife's probably not going to watch this long into the thing if she watches this one so i can say it um she wants, <laughs> she wants a, um, uh, like a snippet a is about to come to war right mm-hmm. so i'm gonna i'll get one and i'll have it cerakoted white and you know like a battle type white you know like stormtrooper type white type deal and logo it out you know logo it out have the whole thing done and then give it to her as like christmas or anniversary present um she a star know. wars uh geek uh, you know, not until um, about four or five years ago. She was kind of meh. And then something happened four or five years ago. She absolutely loves all the new, uh, like, Force Awakens. She loves all the new trilogy. What about I'm the old kinda, stuff? Meh. But she absolutely loves the new trilogy. And that oh, got okay. her actually more interested in the older ones. I mm. Don't explain it to me because she was never in the old ones. She wanted to know why I had to watch, you know, uh, the original New Hope, you know, for like the 20th time. And I'm like, there was like the, the I, one of the Star Wars, I don't remember which one, but was one of the first movies I ever saw in the theater back in like 83, which I guess would have been Return of the Jedi, maybe. Mm-hmm. And that was like yeah. one of the first movies I yeah. can ever remember watching in a theater. So Josie, you never saw the original Star Wars in a movie theater? Not the original one, no. Uh, that was released. I can say I did. Uh, I was 76. born in 77, so yeah, yeah. And that was released like... 76, 77, something like that. 77 it was released. I don't remember what month. Uh, I'm I, not I, sure if I was alive or not, but... I was there. Yeah. Uh, he was jo- Joe's a baby. Joe's a baby. All right, all right. Really quick digress. How was that seeing something like that in the theater for the first time, that kind of mind-blowing experience? How was that? Well, um, you got to understand, back then, Star Wars was in... Uh, uh, they were in in it with uh, Star Wars, 
So, I mean, I'm sorry, with Star Trek. Star Trek. Star Trek, yeah. And so it really wasn't, it gave me a, you know, one thing I've learned that you, most of the people, they're either Star Wars or Star Trekies. And uh, for me, I was never a Star Trek guy, but I love Star Wars. So it was, uh, Star Trek had already came out before them. So really, it wasn't that mind-blowing. Um, I guess more so the, um, what was better was the fact that, um, uh, the the uh, they had the animat- uh, animatronics and all of that stuff was uh, cutting edge back then. I think uh, was it George Lucas? Uh, so back then, George Lucas was still the cutting edge on you know because if you look at this, the old Star Wars movie, you can tell like it's a, a just a, fi- uh, a a single thing and it's just moving the background, you know. But back then, you really thought you know it was actually moving, and then like Star Trek had like light speed. You know, before Star Wars, but Star Wars, they, the way they look is different. With Star Wars, you know, the um, they show the uh, stars getting blurred, uh, and with um, Star Trek, they show the uh, the actual ship blurring. You know, so it was you know a stark contrast between the two, and you was probably more than likely either one or the other. But I I loved uh, Star uh, Star Trek Star Star Wars. Versus Star Trek, I, I I never could get into Star Trek uh, until maybe like when uh, I think John Luke Picard uh, and uh, uh, those guys came along with the Klingons and all that. Uh, I kind of got into the the television series, but I never was into the um, the movie series. So did you did you get into it because you thought the Klingons were like brothers? I didn't know what a Klingon was until the um, until <laughs> the uh, uh, actually Klingons were were. I didn't know that dude was black though until I saw like a wharf. Yeah, Ebony Michael Jet Thorne, magazine. Uh, he collects jets. He's he's a uh, jet pilot. Oh, let's check oh, that. Wow. Out. Yeah. Yeah. So so uh, so here's the thing. Um, and I'm gonna like Mubut says. Uh, I was Mubut says I was a Star Wars geek. Now it's uh, uh, SJW Social Justice Warrior garbage. Right. Which which is kind of true, which is kind of true. But I think I agree with uh oh, I agree with Rod. I think if you were like in our age category back then, it was amazing. And there's there's huge differences, I think, with Star Trek versus Star Wars. I think uh, Star Wars was more of like a Arthurian fantasy, you know, kind of thing. Like German, like World War Two ish. Yeah, you know, yeah. the, the empire was based after the German, after the Nazis. Yeah, yeah, it had more of a European feel to it, and all that kind of kind of you know the classic storytelling things that were built into it, and um, I liked it for that. But I think I liked Star Trek because they had hotter chicks. In Star Wars, there was only one chick in the universe, and she was Luke's sister. Yeah, yeah. Well, Luke's sister. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, well, 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 I will say this though that. Um, Man, when I'm not as big, I, well, I'm, I'm gonna tell you this. I fell off. I still love Star Wars. I, I love them, but when they came out with like Jar Jar Binks, yeah, that's just Rabbit without Jessica. Yeah, mm-hmm. just stupid. You know, uh, see, wait, what does it call it? Uh, ver- uh, C- C- what is CGI. It? CGI. Yeah, yeah CGI. I, I wasn't a fan of that. You know, I mean, I'm like, where in the hell does Jar Jar Binks? come in at any point of time but I got a friend that read all the books and he let me know 
ahead of time a lot of the stuff that was happening even before the movies came out. Uh, you know, and I'm like, oh, okay, you know, you know, you know, but I guess you know, I, I actually did like the Phantom Mentis, uh, Phantom Menace, rather. Um, I like, I like the uh, Darth, uh, was it Darth Maul? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I loved his his uh, man. They killed him all too quick though, but I loved his um, his fighting tactics, man. That 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 scene where he and um, uh, Liam Neeson and the uh, the other guy that uh, played um, Obi Wan, uh, Obi Wan, that is a classic fight scene. Mm-hmm. I mean, you it doesn't get any better than that with with uh, Darth Maul and you know when they go through the little yeah thing. I can hear the music in my head right now I just can't yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know and they, they have to wait and, and Darth Maul is pacing back and forth looking I'm like damn that is not that's that is sweet when they did that. Yeah, you know, but that guy who played Darth Maul is a real martial artist. I oh yeah, he's got to be. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, that guy's a badass. He's in a he's in a bunch of. He usually plays the bad guys. Yeah. Um, but he's in a lot of different movies because you know he's a true. That dude is a true badass, and it is too bad that they uh, killed him off that easily. If you right. you know, there's a whole bunch of fan. Um, there's a whole bunch of fan. Uh, how can I put it? There's a whole bunch of fan theories. Fiction. Fan fiction, you mean? Yeah, or fan theories on people. Like, there's fan theories about Jar Jar. My kids believe Jar Jar is like the emperor or some craziness, you know. <laughs> so, it there's all kinds cool. of. Yeah. So, uh, Richard Hughes says he has a co worker from India watching. So, shout yeah. out. What a shout, shout out, out to Abadov. And let's scare the heck out of him since we can. Uh oh. Oh, oh, these oh are Hank's favorites. There you go. There you go. There they are. There you go. Uh, FN five seven pistol right there and uh, PS ninety bad bad acidness with the green laser laser <laughs> yeah laser freaking freaking lasers. Um, if I could get a good price, I got to check out Big Daddy Guns through your link, Hank, and see if I can find myself a good price on an FN five seven pistol because I need something to go with that. Yeah, I've seen absolutely. them uh, for like twelve hundred bucks. Yeah, for a novel, that's a novelty gun for me. And I, do I don't mean? know if I can drop 1200 bucks on something. What kind of novelty is that? <laughs> Joe wants a better that's a gotta price. That's got to have. Yeah, Joe wants a better price. I don't blame I don't blame him for that. But it is a really, it is a really, really nice gun. Um, I, I think I would buy another one in the future if I could. Let me just do another shout out. I see Big Dick Willie in the chat. Shout out to Big Dick Willie. Really? Yeah, we were talking about. Did you watch uh, yesterday's show? Yeah, I don't know if Big Dick Willie watched yesterday's show, but I've already made a snippet out of that conversation, Big Dick Willie. And that's going to be coming up on the Hank Strange YouTube channel pretty soon. <laughs> so be on the lookout for the conversation that was all about you. Of course, you could just watch the whole episode of yesterday or whatever. But, you know, that's coming up. Let me see who else we've got. A, I don't know if there's anyone else in here. Uh, we've got a shout out. But. Um, I see some people having a good conversation about Star Wars, Star Trek. Look, I think it's good. And I go to the movies to escape. I don't I don't like going to the movies to see real life shit. As a matter of fact, I don't ever I don't ever go to the movies to see. I want to see pure fantasy when I go to the movies. So that's great. I think we do get caught up in a lot of social justice and like reprogramming and a lot of crap is in is in a lot of the sci fi movies nowadays. Um, I just like the pure fantasy and uh, and sexiness. If if I go to a movie and there's no sexiness, I am completely 
disappointed in that movie because of the lack of sexiness. This is one of my favorite sci-fi movies, uh, like a modern day sci-fi movie. I use that term loosely because it's really old at this point. But Fifth Element. Okay. I like Fifth Element. That was pretty sexy. And then what was the new one that he came out with? Um, He came out with a new movie, Valerian and the... Thousand, ah, blah, 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 blah. So I haven't no, seen it. It's actually on Netflix right now. How is it? it? Uh, it's Watch it on Netflix. Don't spend money on it because right. it's crap. All right. <laughs> so, I actually, spent, I actually so, spent money to well, – I didn't go see it in the movie theater, but I bought it on iTunes. And it's really – it's disappointing. I'm disappointed. Hank, I'll have to give you access to my Plex server. You can watch all that crap for free. Oh, uh, Nice. So Axes and Armaments is commenting, yes, I have always been uh, a nerd, but the reason why I have all these Star Wars Legos is um, my daughters actually love Legos and they love Star Wars, not just new Star the original Star Wars. They love it and they love Legos. So what, I live in the Midwest. Half, half the year here, it's basically like Hoth, living on planet Hoth. It's horrible. It's, it's the worst. Um, so... We build Legos primarily in the wintertime. Uh, one second. You wait. Wait. I don't want to cut you off. I'm going to put you guys on hold. Keep talking about the Legos thing. I got to grab something. All right. So we build this like our thing that we do in the wintertime. When we can't go outside, we build Legos. Now, we've built some other stuff. We build like Lego movie sets, like the thing we actually wound up building the uh, the sea uh, cow from the Lego movie, that big pirate ship <laughs> thing with the pirate thing on it. Um, anyway, and, and it is, so my girls now are 11 and 13, uh, uh, my girls and my stepdaughter just turned 21 and I saw my stepdaughter grow up. I've known her since she'd been three and, um, you know, watching her grow up, I want to cherish every moment that I can. And I encourage this to any of the parents out there, especially if you're young and you haven't lived through it yet, how quick it goes. Every moment you can spend with your kids while they still consider you cool and they want to do stuff with you, hmm. you've got to to spend that time with them. And if it's sitting around, I mean, how awesome is it? Like when we built that uh, Star Destroyer, right? That was like six hours, maybe. Because mm-hmm. um, we we all build quick, right? So we're building together, we're sorting pieces, we take turns of who assembles, who gets pieces. Was that the super big one or? Yeah, yeah, so this was, I mean, as an individual, this probably would take me a lot longer than six hours, but I mean, six hours tops, and that was with hanging Star out Destroyer, right? and everything else. Mm-hmm. Ain't that um, a Star Destroyer? Yeah. Yeah. So, Joe, can you do so a PS90 like for Hank? What's that? Can you do a PS90 for Hank? <laughs> so six that's hours cruel. of basically uninterrupted time with my daughters hanging out, sitting around the table, just being together, right? That is, uh, that's priceless. So like when I got that set, I think I got it, you know, whatever, Amazon Prime or whatever, like 99 bucks, right? 99 bucks for six hours of no, no, no phones, no nothing just us sitting talking doing stuff together i mean that's like that's the best money i've ever spent in my life and Absolutely. i it literally this is nothing what i just showed you guys i've got a table downstairs in the basement that has god knows there must be 1500 dollars worth of lego sets on that damn table yeah that's what um, we need to do a video and that's with what we do like yeah, do stop um, motion animation yeah i I'll mean honestly Abhinav says, uh, nice Lego ship. Joe, you got to do the slow movement of that ship past the camera. You got to do it. Yeah, you got you to gotta come close to the camera and do the slow move. All right. Uh, what's the sound? 
Oh, and, and Joe. That's that's some space balls, I think. Joe, yeah. you, you got to do this. Yeah. You know how they, hey, Joe, you know how they do the shot where the, uh, the, the, um, uh, the ship kind of goes toward the camera and it kind of goes to the side and then goes back. Do that for me, real quick. <laughs> you got to oh, lock it on the show. Yeah. <laughs> all kinds of requests right now, but that's all. Awesome. back. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. That's that's really cool. Yeah. So listen, hey, I, I used to have a Tie Fighter, and um, it had like it was real cheesy back now, but back in the day, that that thing was cool, where the the wings would pop off. Uh, mm-hmm. And then uh, it had like a little button in the back, That's and it was like a eh, 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 little red dot, eh, you know, man. So, oh, look at that. Okay. So this wow. thing actually completely opens, and there's like a little walkway, and there's little control things. And can you do the British? Can you do the British accents of those dudes in there? Uh, no, no, I, I haven't done a British accent since 1775. <laughs> not 1776 1775 <laughs> yeah so listen since we're talking about legos and I, I agree with you joe i think that's true the stuff you do with your kids like uh playing board games legos things like that just hanging out talking to them telling your kids stories and all that kind of stuff Oh, yeah. That's the awesome stuff that um, it's totally priceless. So with but with that in mind, I because I am a nerd myself, I, I'm going to offer this challenge up to you guys, because when I was on vacation, I actually went to uh, in Arizona. We found a Lego store and I went to a Lego store with the kids and I discovered this, which I think is really cool. Check that out. Brick heads. What is a brick head? So it's basically Legos that you can build a Lego person that looks just like you. So see, here's this. So here's this. I don't think I want to do that. Check it out. Here's this. Here's this guy right here. He built a Lego person that looks like him. She built a Lego that looks like her. This mm-hmm. guy built a Lego that looks like him. It's a whole kit. It comes with all the different pieces and stuff like that. So I am going to build a Lego Hank Strange out of this. And I challenge you guys to do the same thing. Let's see. To build a Lego Hank Strange? No, to build a Lego version of yourself. <laughs> that is cool. Of you. No, you don't have to do Lego me. I'll do the Lego me, but. Is it going to have a mohawk? But they said um, they were going to 3D model you and that I could 3D print you out. But I said I wouldn't do it unless I got your permission. Oh, oh, well, go ahead. You, that's fine. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know why you would want to do that. But I think this is cool. I think this is a cool thing from Lego that you can make like your own. But is it you should let everybody ball? know your, your kids are what, five and seven, right? No, no. My, they're 18 and 19. <laughs> I think that's fun that they still want to do that. That's cool. Yeah, they're 18 and 19. So, Hey, will yeah. it have a mohawk? Um, of course. It okay. absolutely will have a mohawk. Will it have That's a the good cool one? thing about there's a lot of different. Let me show you all the different pieces. You could put your own Lego pieces in there, but look at all the pieces that come with this. Will it have so, a gun? So um, <laughs> I, I would have to. I, I'm going to make it have a gun. There isn't okay. a gun in. There isn't a gun in the kit for this thing, but you know. Oh, okay. We're going to make it have one. So. There's no SHTF 50 in the kit. No, we got to talk to Walter and get him to come up with one. Yeah, so um, that's something I'll. I don't. I'm not sure where I'm going to put that out on. You know, whether I'm going to do a regular video or throw it up on Facebook or Instagram or whatever. But that's coming up sometime. Hank, that's like a future project. I got a good idea. Build a Lego Hank, and then take Walter's fifty cal <laughs> and see if you can shoot it. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> on the hacienda, and then we can look at the remnants afterwards. See what happens. Oh, okay, yeah. No, exactly. how many Lego Hanks can a fifty cal go through? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Someone uh, who says this? The uh, classified information says the original blocks were made from Legos, <laughs> and Big Fish Little Boat says one Lego block equals clock. <laughs> uh, yeah. And uh, Will Killer says, got to go to brick arms for the real guns. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, and if John Dieter says, Walters would have a tank. If it's going to be big enough, you can use, uh, you know, like at SHOT Show and like, you know, they hand out all those different little like gun USB swag things and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So you got a few. I gave one of those to uh, my firstborn. She's got like one of those like big like American Girl dolls. Mm-hmm. Or decent sized, I don't know if it is. It's a decent sized doll. And the Rapdon, uh, that drink koozie thing, it's like a tactical vest you're like supposed to put on like a bottle or a soda can. She put that on her doll. And then she gave it that uh, whatever one of those guns that had the USB in it, right? So it's a decent mm-hmm. size like plastic gun. She mm-hmm. put it in, in her hand and she put a 13C patch on the front of it. It looks awesome. <laughs> nice. Did you bring that to school? Is that, is that on your Instagram? It is on my Instagram. It's oh. it's probably it's post shot show. So probably I posted that picture toward the end of January, beginning of November. Oh, okay. Yeah, we yeah, got so a scroll several back. months old. Hey yeah. Joe, I got a question for you. Uh-huh. Man, that is a nice uh, logo you have. Who who made? Can you give a shout out to the person that did your logo for you? Um, I four or five years ago, I used a company called I think it was Hatchwise, and basically uh, you sign up for an account and you put up your idea on there, and then you say uh, what you're willing to pay for it. Uh, you know what you're willing to pay for it, and then people from all across the globe will then, if they like the price that you put up, will submit um, samples and artist renderings and you go through a creative process with them as you go through it. And then ultimately, whichever one you select is the one that um, uh, is when you go with. So I do not, the person who came up with this is actually from Greece. Mm. Um, And that's basically what I had in my mind and what I put down on paper and that guy came up with exactly what I wanted. There's another, and I don't have the, oh yeah, here. There's our alternate logo, which is, this one was actually, there were several, there was about, I don't know, six or seven that went through the process. And this was one of the logos that um, I really liked. It didn't fit what I wanted, but I really liked it. So I actually yeah, wound cool. up buying this one as well. Because that's an AK and an AR, right? Yeah. yeah. And it, it's actually crisper in the regular format, but obviously it's on a woven patch. So it's not yeah, if you crisp. If you hold it up with uh, with your hands like that, we'll be able to get a good look at it. Yeah, Let's try and... Uh, there you go. Block out the... There you go. Awesome. Yeah. That looks pretty good, man. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. So... Um, um, if, if anybody wants the company that makes the patches and they didn't design the logo, but they took the vector image or, I don't know, I sent them the whole file with the PDFs and vector images and stuff. Uh, they actually do really good woven images. Uh, but anyway, that's, that's how I got my design. That was what I came up with. This other guy came up with this for me, I guess, on his own. 
and um, it wasn't what I was looking for, but I liked it so much. Um, I, 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 uh, I paid a hundred bucks for the logo itself on this one, okay. uh, just because, I mean, the guy worked through it, I, you know, so I don't know. It was, I'm, I'm happy with it. I like it the way that one came out a lot. And then this one, check it out. Pebbles is in, in the building. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, look, look. Pebbles. Tabic. What's up, parrot. Pebbles? What? Hey, we <laughs> need a like that. You might want to try it. Um, if you yeah, don't so. buy anything, if, if you don't buy or find one that you like, I don't. Uh, there might be, might have been like a twenty-five dollar listing fee or something. But if you don't select one, there's no anything. So, okay. Can, can, can you, hey, uh, Joe, can you put the uh, the site in the uh, chat? Uh, yeah, it's just hatchwise, like hatch, like hatching an egg. W I S C. Okay, cool. Thanks. Okay. Yeah. So, um, speaking of patches, I did get this patch from Clover Tack. Let's see. Uh, oh, nice. See it. So I got the Clover Tack patch right there. Shout out to him, it's Clover from Clover Tactical for sending out the patch. There you go. I've got um, I've got autofocus turned off on mine, but really cool patch. Thanks for sending that out. Well, I'll I'll get that posted up in something here at some point once I get back to uh, my regular schedule on posting stuff. Uh, All Thumb says, where's the Big Dick Willie patch? Uh, Big Dick Willie's going to have to make that patch. <laughs> I got your patch right here. <laughs> so there you go. Um, listen, was there any other news that we wanted to cover here? I know we didn't talk that much about the uh, new president of Turkey. Is Turkey like an ally, not an ally? I know like in America, we have this thing going back and forward, right? They're, they're, I don't think they're really on our side. Okay, so on? I believe this is Erdogan's third term, and yeah. Erdogan has really brought Turkey away from being an ally of the United States. Uh, they're they're in a strategic area that's important to us, and we had bases and I believe missiles there at one time. And uh, Erdogan's kind of given us the cold shoulder. Also, he's um, gone more religious as opposed to secular with the government. And uh, he's taken away a lot of the freedoms. Yeah, and Turkey so, is Turkey's not a hundred percent Muslim, but they are a high percentage, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's definitely like uh, you know devout. Let's put it that way. So we've we've lost some influence there, and we use it as a tr- as a strategic place to transfer troops and launch aircraft and different things from but now we don't really have that advantage anymore right and this and this is not recently this has been for what like the last uh eight years ten years i'm not i'm not sure if erdogan has a four-year term but i believe this is his third term and Mm -hmm. uh you know just like every good dictator he's probably going to elect himself for life yeah Yeah. there, there was a attempted military coup there's I, I think that, it, I think that was a fake coup. And uh, there's like a, a symbiotic balance between their military and their civilian government kind of deal. And there was a sort of attempted military takeover to hand back over, but they weren't willing to open fire. The, their military wasn't willing to open fire on the civilian police there, basically. So it kind of went away. Um, I think Erdogan staged that to get rid of dissenters. You think so? Yeah, I, I think it was a staged coup. Yeah, I, I, I don't know enough. I really don't know enough about it. But it, it's sad because there's actually some really good ma- uh, aerospace and gun manufacturers over there. Yeah, um, I, I mean, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, we, we get we get uh, quite a few guns from Turkey. Shotguns. Tristar, go. Tristar shotgun. 
Yeah. Oh, what other, is it? Oh, it's not just shotguns. We got a lot of stuff coming out. Well, the Canon and the Canon. I'm sorry. The what? Canon. <laughs> okay, Joe, go ahead. Hit us. All right. Yeah. So, so we were talking about Canic, or as they call it in Turkey, Janic. Um, and then there's also uh, Sarzamol, which is another company over there in the U.S. It's known as SAR USA. Um, and I, I've shot a, the Canic TP9, which is as close to the SAR 9 as you can get. They're side by side. I honestly think the SAR 9 is a little nicer, um, but they're both great handguns. The, the, the TP9 uh, comes in a little lower priced, um, but they're both great handguns. Um, yeah. I've got a uh, what's their semi-automatic shotgun that I have? The KRX from TriStar. Okay. Um, Canic and, and, and TriStar, all, all of them are related somehow. Yeah. Um, and someone's saying up. MKE. What's MKE? Um, uh, I, I think they're standalone. I don't okay. think they're associated with the other two, if I remember yeah. correctly. But speaking of Canic, the TP9 SFX Elite was in Deadpool 2. It was. Cable. Oh. Yeah, Cable had. Is that what, oh, is that what he was shooting? Okay, I thought. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I did see that. Uh, I thought that looked familiar, but I couldn't, you know, I'm not as good a gun guy as I should be. <laughs> That's all I like to say. So many of those those companies out there, it's hard to once you get outside the US be up on all of them all the time. And some of them are changing names a lot too. So Yeah. Uh, and Mubut says Stoger stuff is made in Turkey. Um so yeah. you know, uh so that hasn't changed. They're perfectly happy to sell us guns, I'm sure. Just yeah. not to let us use their bases. Um, I think that if all of a sudden their borders came into question, they might want our help. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. But um, so, yeah, that's that's like an interesting situation that's uh, going on there in Turkey as well. I think that's kind of bubbling up. I mean, I don't know if it's I'm not saying it's at like boiling point or anything like that. But that situation is kind of bubbling up that it's going to at some point become a problem. So I know I usually hear about it in the news when we're trying to do something or we want to do something strategically, but we cannot use their bases. So we have to do other things. You know, it's just I, I just think it's funny with a lot of these countries where we, we run into those issues. And then later on, when they get into trouble, it's like, oh, help us, America. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, so. And Grilling Guns has a great point. Tryptophan comes from Turkey. <laughs> yes i saw lots of turkey comments you know uh someone said turkey bacon is blasphemy yeah someone says they like turkey but bacon is better yeah. <laughs> see all all that stuff uh all, all those comments are popping up so uh you know the guys in the chat man they're funny oh god yeah this chat when i'm catching it is hilarious yeah you know there's a lot of one-liners out awesome. there yeah hey everybody that's in the chat room man Go ahead and make sure you do those thumbs up now. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Please do hit the thumbs ups. We appreciate those. It it, uh, it helps out. Obviously, there's a bunch of things going on. Uh, you know, we're being marginalized by the so YouTubes. The, the other news I saw is Doombert from New York City uh, says he wants to run against Trump. Now, the problem is Bloomberg is like five foot nothing and Trump is about six eight. So if you have them debating on stage, it's going to be like that. I want to say Trump is 6'4", isn't he? I, I don't know. Maybe I'm I want to say 6'4". <laughs> uh, I was standing next to him. He's, got a, he's about an inch taller than I am, which surprised me. I didn't realize until 
I was talking with him and, and next to him that he was, you know, basically, you know, he, he was an inch taller than I was. I, I had no idea. Joe, I got to be nice to you. You just uh-huh. remind me that. What's that? Yeah. If you're, if you're six, well, I got to be a lot nicer to you. Yeah. Joe's, uh, I, I, I've, I've, I've met, jo- I've met Joe. How, how tall did you say you were, Joe? Six, three. Six, three. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. um, and you know, if you see a picture of me next, like military arms channel, he's got like an inch on me. And then, you know, like next to Hickok 45, there's a picture of me standing next to Hickok 45 <laughs> and his son, John. And I look like I'm like five, two. <laughs> Everybody looks it's like ridiculous. a midget in those. But circles. the Trump thing, which is crazy, right? So we we're talking about my daughters earlier and, um, Last night, uh, my they're they're watching TV and they're surfing YouTube on the TV, and uh, one of my videos came up as a suggested video. I don't know how, and my youngest for the first time saw the video of me talking to Trump. That's up on the channel, and mm-hmm. she's like, "Oh my God, you! T- how did that happen? Why didn't you ever tell me?" I'm like, and you know, I'm thinking back in my mind. All right, she's 11, so that happened. What was that three? That wasn't that long ago. She was only like eight or nine. But I guess she never put two and two together until he was elected president. Like, mm-hmm. right up. I don't know. But anyway, she watched. She, and that's all she's been talking about, like, all day today, you know, apparently. And, you know, last night, it's like, ah. Yeah, you're famous now. So, yeah, I, I like to joke. I'm probably one of the last people being with a gun. Because that was just before he got Secret Service protection. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was like, I don't know, a week before he got Secret Service protection, something like that. Okay. Okay, cool. I just threw something in the chat for you guys from the firearms, uh, firearm blog that we could talk about. I'm just trying to go through and see what news here, get some gun news, pop in things that we could talk about. I don't know if you guys had any, um, if you had any gun news, any things that came up. But what, I, what I'm looking at here is the, um, and where did I put it now? Okay, move the article out of the way. And now it's gone. Okay, there we go. Uh-oh. Richard Hughes with uh who is that who's that lady, Richard Hughes? Uh, I don't know, but I hooked up with her in DC. Oh. Uh, <laughs> is she is she like blind or something? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I had to get you back, man. <laughs> You're never coming over. That's all I gotta say, Hank. <laughs> You've been saying me no, very, very attractive. You're very, very fortunate, man. Very fortunate. So, um, so did you guys see this? Uh, let me see. Actually, let me share this with the folks in the chat. This is a folding AR from uh, what is it? Deadfoot Arms, I believe. Checking out this uh, this post that I put up there. What do you guys think about the folding ARs? Good idea, bad idea? There's a bunch of different variations Gimmicky. out there. Gimmicky. Oh, okay. Okay. It's, you wouldn't use it's it. Gimmicky, but it's kind of cool. The idea that you can, you know, conceal carry it in a case, you know, just about this size, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so it, this, go ahead. So it doesn't look like you got anything that you could, you know, throw it in a tennis racket case just about. Yeah. So here's the article. Go ahead. Well, yeah. See, so yeah, we don't know until we test it or someone tests it. Um, AR. So this is from the firearm blog says AR 15 with a folding barrel and stock from fold AR. 
So Deadfoot Arms recently posted on their Facebook page about a new company called Fold AR that's releasing a new folding AR-15 rifle. Fold AR uses the Deadfoot Arms Modified Cycle System, MCS, folding stock kit, along with a proprietary barrel folding mechanism that allows the user to fold the AR-15 at both ends. So, um, and then there's a picture if you guys look, take a look at it. Uh, you know, I think it's interesting. Is it gimmicky? Sure. You know, but if you if you want to have something that in a bag or in a backpack or something like that does not look like an AR, you know, I, I don't see anything wrong with it. The durability and all that kind of stuff, we would have to test it. Has anyone here ever had a chance to test any anything like this? Never arms I have um, the, the the front folding portion. I haven't. OK. It seems like the dead foot arm, the rear dead foot arms folding like uh, a buffer tube mm-hmm. shouldn't really be an issue um, durability wise. It's pretty, pretty simple and straightforward. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the folding barrel, though, um, that's uh, that's I, I don't know. I don't know. I would personally I would rather have. Um, and what I do have is uh, something from Midwest Armament or Mid Mid America Armament. I'm sorry, MMA, uh, Mid America Armament. And I've got a video up on it in the channel of their uh, rapid takedown kit. Mm-hmm. And it's the rail unclamps. It's got a throw lever on it. It unclamps and you can actually throw the lever. You can unclamp it, unscrew the barrel nut, take the whole assembly off and you're in and out in a few seconds. Now, what you can do is like I hand to I, I'll hand torque it. I don't care if you want to really crank on it. Right. You can take the unclamp it, take the barrel, slide it off, you know, that far. So your wing tabs, you know, like and this is not it, but I'm just going to use this as an example. So there's the wing tabs on there. Right. That'll keep this from rotating. And I don't have the barrel in, in there, so I don't have it locked down. When you screw it, when you screw this down enough, slide it over, it'll keep it from rotating, anti-rotation tabs. So you bring that off just enough to clear those, clamp it back down, you can crank on that handguard, but untorque it and break it on or off. So at least, and with that, you're getting repeatable zero um, and locking it down in a, and I don't know how the other one is. So that's my big thing is how is the, uh, how is the accuracy going to be? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. Yeah, that's something that we would have to see, I guess, as tests and things like that come out. I mean, if you know, I, I'm, I'm always interested in different things that are out there with guns. So there's always the cool factor. And then there's, you know, is this practical? Like, I guess that's what you're saying, right, Rod? Yeah, exactly. It, it's got to have its practicality for me. Yeah. I mean, it's cool. I mean, what what will it save you in a, in a, in a life or death situation? Yeah, now, if you just if you just want to have it just to go, you know, to the range with and, and use it as sort of like a semi toy, and that's fine too. But I mean, that's an expensive semi toy, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. So Brian Quick says Deadfoot looks goofy. Um, let's see. Greg ninety eight K says folding barrels lose point of impact when they heat up. And uh, opt out of gun control says, if you want a small package, go with something designed to be small, like an MP5, Uzi, Vector, Scorpion, etc. So there you go. Um, oh, wait, we're getting more pictures. 
of yeah, a woman. This oh is a woman God. that apparently uh, Richard has hypnotized. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's right before we started in with some Trump haters, and uh, I got into a shoving match with uh, one of them, and the Secret Service came after us. So uh, what what exactly happened here? How did this go down? So there's like four Trump haters, and they got a bed sheet that says shame. And I just walked by, and I said, I love Trump. Trump's great. And I just kept like walked around them. I'm, I'm walking past them and my wife's engaging this lady. And I'm like, oh, I got to, you know, turn around and go back. And so, you know, we're having some words and it got a little unfriendly. And I turn, you know, behind me. I, I got the idea somebody was behind me. I turned, there's some guy like this, you know, with his arms across his chest. He's like, you're in my space. And, and he's a smaller guy than me. And now we're, we're all CCWs here. I'm never doing anything. I'm never pulling that move on anyone. I'm never mm-hmm. pulling any kind of provocative move. Uh, you're in my space because I know where it can lead to, and I'm going to avoid that situation. Mm-hmm. So I knew he you know, wasn't anybody in the martial arts. I knew he wasn't caring because it's D.C. So I stepped a little forward. I'm like, you're in my space, bud. And then Uh-oh. he you know, butts me like this, and I butt him back, and then he full-on pushes me. They're like, yeah, you know, that Secret Service guy has an MP5 over there, and I just don't want to get him excited. So uh, I figured, you know, I get background check for every job I got, and I do like my carry permit. I'm not going any further. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, the guy full on pushed, and I didn't budge. You know, it wasn't, he didn't have the mass or the strength. Mm-hmm. And, and then he starts yelling, he ran into me. He ran into me. I said, Bud, if I ran into you, you'd still be on the ground bleeding right now. Right. Hey, you should have you should have yelled to the dude. Hey, I know Walter Keller. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then you would get your ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh. So your wife is is feisty, huh? Oh, she. You should have heard her going at it with the uh, the cab driver on the way back uh, from the White House, and we're going back to you know we had a two hour break uh, from the the meetings that we had. And uh, the, the cab driver was from Ethiopia. And she's okay. like, oh, do you like Trump? No, no, Trump's awful. Trump's, you know, he's going off. He couldn't tell you one thing that was awful about him. And so we started hitting him with numbers. We're like, look, do you, do you know what the GDP is? The GDP for this year is projected, projected to be 4.8%. We're at a 40-year low in unemployment. You know, black unemployment is at record lows. You know, unemployment across the scales. People are getting off food stamps where we had record high on all of it. And the guy wasn't, you know, I don't want to hear it. Don't tell me. He's like, he sounded like an educated guy because once I said GDP, you know, he was telling me the economy was no good. I'm like, look, the GDP has been at record heights, you know, in the past 20 years. And he started perking up. I'm like, you need to look this stuff up and prove it for yourself. So I, I think we got a convert there. Well, I'm not a super Trump fan. Obviously, if you guys uh, watch, you know, what we talk about here, if if Trump does or says something I don't like, I talk about it. But I think there's lots of people who are just jumping on the Trump hate bandwagon. Yeah. Yeah, And they have no idea, like, what the hell, you know, what is it that he's done? Who has he arrested and put in front of the firing squads? You know, what are you guys talking about? Right. You You know, what's happening that wasn't happening under Obama, you know? You know, we grew up in New York together, so you remember all the stupid things he was doing. So I know him as some wealthy fool from New York. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, 
but he's getting more conservative. I, I'm, I'm no Trump fanboy. I, I'm, you know, uh, not personality over policy. I'm policy first. Yeah, I think the thing, you know, this is what these guys don't realize. Like Trump was on their side not too long ago. Oh, yeah. um, growing up in New York, I mean, this was I've, like I've po- posted a video of Oprah asking Trump to run in 1988. You know, <laughs> yeah. so there's there's a lot of things like that going on here. Um, I, I don't really think that these guys see all of that or understand it. They're just getting mad. I think you have to look at this in a more balanced way. The things that I worry about with Trump is whether or not he's going to do damage to our gun rights. You know, that's what I'm worried about. We were talking at the top of this about, um, you know, the ATF has uh, another comments. They open up another comments uh, session, right? Right. And I I put that link in the description for everyone to go there and and click through it. And it's I think it's definitely a thing. See, I don't believe Trump is a principled conservative. I think he's getting and moving in that direction. Likewise, you know, he's not a Second Amendment guy like any one of us or anybody in the chat. Mm -hmm. But I think uh, I think his son Eric is. Yeah, I think that I think the uh, Eric, maybe some other uh, Trump's. Of, of his kids and stuff like that, but they're not running, you know, they're not the president. Right. Yeah. They can't uh, make executive orders and things like that. So that's the thing that I worry about there at the same time, when a lot of people just want to jump on that bandwagon and go, Hey, this guy's really horrible. He's, he's killed so many people. He's telling people that what I just really don't see or understand what these guys are talking about. Well, have you, you seen know, Maxine Waters lately? You know, she's always yelling impeach 45. And yeah. uh, there's this, uh, gosh, what's her name on YouTube? She just, uh, she stalked Maxine Waters in the hall of uh, Congress. And she's putting her papers in front of the camera and stuff like that, sticking her tongue out at her in the elevator. And she's like, hey, where, where can conservatives go to eat? Because she was saying everybody should hassle conservatives. She's like, what, do I have to get on the back of the bus? Where, where can I eat dinner in Washington, D.C.? Because mm-hmm. now they're all uh, these protesters coming out harassing people. Mm-hmm. So yeah, absolutely. Oh, by the way, here's something else that I got when I was in when I was <laughs> in uh, Arizona. Do you guys see that? I, I reserve I reserve my right to bear arms. <laughs> oh, that, that Smokey the Bear doesn't have boobs either. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, I thought I thought this was funny, so I, I picked this up there. You know. He's got a shotgun right here. I don't know what kind of shotgun that is. Somebody better than me will know exactly what shotgun it is. Looks like an over-under or break-open. Yeah, looks like break-open. And then uh, he's got something here in a uh, holster, which I can't really see what that is either. Probably a 1911 of some sort. And, of course, you know, I don't know where's the gun that this goes to. But you know, like where is that where is that uh AK? But the chain fed. Yeah. Uh but anyway, looks good. Sexy. So I'm feeling it. All right, what other news? Joe, did you were there was there any news out there you wanted to talk about? Anything that we didn't hit here? Um no, I think I I think pretty much news wise covered it. Um, you know, if you haven't hit up um, Gun Owners of America, and I think you posted the link. Well, maybe we post it again before the end or at least embedded in the comments. There's like a day and a half left, I think, for the comment period. It's almost up. So if you haven't commented about uh, the bump stock ban, remember, it's not about bump stocks. If you read through, there's like 20 some odd pages. If you read through in the middle of it, 
that paragraph, and we've done it on a previous show, so I won't rehash it, but it talks about things like uh, uh, two-stage triggers being possibly uh, being lit, being written in this. Um, uh, it's it's not a decision yet. It's, it's a, a regulation. The word the, the phrase two-stage trigger is in that twenty-page thing, right? And we went through it. We posted the link to it. So this isn't just about bump stocks. This is about anything that would alter the rate of fire, which could roll out to mean anything. This is completely redefining what's been on the book since 1934 is what's a machine gun, what's semi-automatic. It is completely redefining it, saying that one hard set definition no longer applies. There can be multiple definitions of what a machine gun is. Mm -hmm. And that's the takeaway here. It's not about bump stocks. It is about what this does and how it affects not just the interpretation, but a de facto change of the law. And this is, it cannot be understated how important this is because once, if this goes through, probably not under Trump, but under a future administration, this could be meant to anything that alters the rate of fire. Yeah, it could decimate, it could decimate what we know right now is the firearms industry. It could yeah. pretty much make most, if not every gun owner, uh, a felon, a criminal. Absolutely. And, and they're trying to do this in a micro way in the state. That's the kind of stuff that's going on here in Florida. And that's something that we need to push back on. But, you know, if if we push back and, and win on the state level, the federal level is going to come at us as well. So I think really need to be careful here. So the problem with that is that it there's many of these organizations within the government that get delegated authority to make rules like the EPA. In fact, the EPA has its own court. So if they say, hey, Hank, there's too much lead on your property, they can take you to court and they, they'll find you guilty and fine you. Yeah. The, the problem with this is, like you said, it's a slippery slope. The next administration could come in, put their own people in the ATF, and they're like, darn right, those things are bad and illegal. My big beef is uh, I have a one-term congressman, and when he was coming around to our Tea Party meetings, he was telling me, I'll meet you at the range. I'm a Second Amendment guy. Now, he, he was an EOD tech. He lost both his legs. His name's Brian Mast. And, mm -hmm. and it's not like I know him. I know him about as well as I know Rod Mills, you know, other, other than I don't have Rod Mills' phone number and I don't text with him. But You want uh, <laughs> okay, behind the scenes, Rod, behind the scenes. Okay. <laughs> so, I, and the the short, my, my congressman came up with this cock and bull story. He's like, well, you know, I think gas-operated guns should be made illegal, and that's why I got a PS90. But um, he, he said, I could be with my family having a picnic, and somebody could take me out. Now, I'm not taking somebody out with a gas-operated gun. I'm taking them out with a bolt-action gun at a good distance. The, you know, that's a cock and bull story. The truth of the matter is, I, I'd rather he just looked me in the eye and said, you know what, I got a Republican donor that's hoplophobic. He's anti-gun and I need his money to win. Mm -hmm. But these guys turn on a dime. You know, one minute he's saying, meet me at the range, I'll show you what a Second Amendment supporter I am. Next minute, boom, he's anti-AR-15. Yeah. I don't trust any of the politicians in Florida, not the Democrats no. or the Republicans, none of them. Uh, they they can all turn on us, and I've seen them all do it in the last six months. Well, what they talked about at this training, so I, I was with uh, FreedomWorks uh, this weekend, and what they say is the congressmen are coming off the bus, and they're saying, hey, do you want to be on this committee? 
And the guy says, yeah, I want to be on this committee. He's like, okay, great. You got to give the RNC, you know, $5 million. And the guy goes, what do you mean $5 million? I don't have. So I go through that door. There, there's a bunch of, you know, lobbyists and they'll give you money. Mm-hmm. So these guys are bought minutes after they jump off the bus. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, man. That's that's the, that's what we're dealing with here. I think we're dealing with that. And we're also dealing with the fact that all of these politicians mm-hmm. want to get um, airtime. Right. They all want their 15 minutes of fame. So they all want to be on the talk shows and, you know, the late night shows and all that. So even the Republican ones will sell us, you know, right down the river. Oh, yeah. I think that's how the saying goes. They still sell us down the river, man, so that they can get that little bit of fame that they're looking for, the the money, the position, the uh, leverage over us. And and I'm telling you that I'm sitting in a position right now where I don't even trust the Republican ones. No, there's no I don't, I don't trust the ones who say they're conservatives and and pro gun and all that. I don't trust none of them. And uh, it's, that's a pretty bad spot to be in. But that's the one that we're in in America right now. So, um, so Joe, if you could, you know, we're, we're, we've got a couple of minutes left here. If you could tell people, you know, why they need to uh, follow that link, send in letters and all that kind of stuff with, uh, what's going on with the ATF right now, what would your uh, pitch be? My pitch would be read, read what it actually says. I mean, it, all right. And first, if you don't want to read through all 20 plus pages, um, Bring it up in your PDF reader, hit the search, type in two-stage trigger, and I don't remember if there's a hyphen in there or not. Then you can drop down to like page 10 or 12, whatever it is, get to it, see it, and be like, okay, yeah, he's not lying. This this thing is talking about bump stocks. You go through here in these paragraphs, it's, it mentions things like two-stage triggers, right? Mm-hmm. Not just binary triggers, but two-stage triggers. Yeah. Rate-enhancing devices. That's how insane of a level this is taking it. Because the wording and verbiage in there, as I said, the wording and verbiage is it is completely setting aside right in the verbiage. It is setting aside the definition of what a fully automatic is and what a semi-automatic is and saying there are multiple other definitions that may apply to make something that something could then be considered fully automatic. And it goes on after that to say things like two stage trigger. So that's how insane we're talking here. And if they can say that a two stage trigger is a rate enhancing device. I mean, the the lack of I, I know people are hearing me say this right now and say to themselves, how in the hell can anyone think a two stage trigger is a machine gun? Right. Well, it's not. It's it's the reverse. I mean, you're talking it's you're the talking exact speed. opposite of that. Right. So yeah. that is how insane of what we're dealing with right now. And that is the ultimate ramifications of what we're talking about. And, and that's why I mean, I'm riled up no matter what. I really don't care about I don't own a bump stock. I think they're right. a novelty and pretty silly. But at the same time, I don't want to see them banned no matter what. But my point is for people who think they're silly and don't care because, oh, it's not this or it's not that, understand that if you pretty much own any semi-automatic firearm whatsoever, that is the next step. And that is, if you read it, what's in there? I mean, just read what it says. Because they're going to have to, like, so the next step after that, if they get away with that and they get to establish that there's supposed to be a specific rate of fire, because that's Uh what this is talking about, right? Not just fast, slower. (laughs) So what is the rate of fire? If they get to establish that, that's going to be an incredible thing for people to have to deal with. And then what level can they take that to next? Mm-hmm. You know, this this is what you have to understand. And these guys should not be writing law policy. You know, what's happening here is Congress is uh, is 
bumping it down to mm-hmm. these guys, right? They don't want to do something about this. They don't want to put this on the record because uh, they don't want they, us to start voting them out. They remember what happened after the 94 assault weapons ban, the midterm elections after that 94 assault weapons ban, the Republicans swept the house. Um, it was, it was huge. And, um, you know, I mean, if, if Republicans would have ran somebody worth anything, the next election cycle would have been, uh, would have been a different story anyway. Yeah. I mean, hell, hell, you look back to uh, the first Bush uh, and his his uh, executive order 89 ban. People don't like to talk about it, but I honestly think part of it wasn't just his no new taxes line. I think it was his 89 ban that cost him a lot of support from the base as well. Mm-hmm. And if you think that the Supreme Court is going to save us on this one, I'm going to tell you guys something. The Supreme Court is ignoring stuff like this. Yes. So if they if they're allowed to push this through, if we don't push back now, we're going to we're going to have our back up against the wall. We're going to have very limited choices here and what to do in America because the Supreme Court is going to refuse to deal with this. And, and don't think this. The big takeaway here is don't think this doesn't matter. Right. The NRA when the NRA in the NRA is backing this bump stock ban because that's what they did initially. They're backpedaling where they can. But who is actually not telling you to comment? Who is dead silent on the comment period right now? The NRA. Yeah. Well, they called for this. They called yeah. for this. They called for it. That's why they're yeah. quiet about it. But if you look back to the uh, to the um, to the ammo, uh, the ammo ban, uh, the uh, armor piercing ammo ban. Remember that? NRA put out an email blast. And and in addition to everyone else. Right. So you had Gun Owners America, who is probably the best pro gun organization out there. Use for preservation of firearms ownership. Nagger, all the other ones, Second Amendment Foundation. They all put out everybody together collectively pushed to get comments. There was six six figures worth of comments submitted off of that, right? ATF was just like they couldn't even read through all the comments. They're just like, all right, we're done. We're not going to do it. If we could get that kind of response to the bump stock ban, I think we would see it die. Yeah, but yeah, you know the 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 eight hundred pound gorilla, the NRA, isn't getting behind it. They're not doing anything. So it's up to us to spread the word and get people to comment. If we get enough comments on this, there's a possibility it could be defeated now rather than have to worry about it later. Let's stop it now. Yeah. Do not do not try to deal with this later because that's going to be a no go. How, how much time do we have left on this? Anyone know? Uh, like we're two over. over. Two over. <laughs> No, no, no. I'm not. No, I'm not talking about the time for the show. I'm talking about (laughs) for the decision from the the time for the show. If you guys need to go, it's all good. But, you know, this is an important thing here that we need to get out. June 27th at 11.59 p.m. Eastern time. Okay, so So, about just uh, a little over 27 hours, a little over 27 hours from now uh, to get your comments in. And even if you only have time to repost the message from gun owners of America in a comment, that's fine. Try to make even if you just want to type, I oppose it. And that's it. Send it. Every single one counts. Try to make it a little unique because that counts also. If if you find a little nuance to add to it, be polite, be respectful. Yeah. Because if it's going to be trash, they're just going to cross it off. Because I know we've, when I say we, FreedomWorks mm-hmm. had a lot of actions like this in comments. And when they saw like robo comments that were exactly identical, they just kind of crossed them off. They want to yeah. see unique, uniquely worded comments. Yeah. So take it, change it a little bit, you know, and, and share it out as much as possible. Take the link, as Joe is saying, and share it out as much as possible. Try to push back on this. Let's let's hopefully get this thing to crash. <laughs> 
in the last mm-hmm. 24 hours of what's going on here. Um, I will I will try to pull out a snippet from this and get it up in the in the final hours as well, uh, as well as doing this. But, you know, we all we all should get it up on social media and share it and and everything. Um, I'm going to start wrapping up before I get these guys to uh, do what we do when we wrap up here. I did forget to mention this yesterday. This was all over the news. Uh, the old man from Pawn Stars, Richard Harrison, has passed away. Oh, no. You know, uh, he was a gun guy. You know, and I don't know about you guys, but I've watched that show, not just for the guns. Uh, you know, we're in Vegas a lot. I've never actually been to to the Pawn Stars store, but, um, you know, that's I've always wanted to do that. And, uh, you know, our condolences uh, from from my uh, from my side goes out to the family here. They've lost the old man. Did they so, make a statement? Um, so there, there's a bunch of different things. This one says Las Vegas, Richard Benjamin Harrison, uh, known affectionately as the old man on long running reality sees series Pawn Stars has died. The gold and silver pawn shop announced Harrison's passing Monday morning with a Facebook post saying he was surrounded by his family over the weekend. Um, the gold and silver calls Harrison the brains behind the brawn of the pawn shop, having moved to Las Vegas after retiring from the Navy and uh, losing in the real estate market. He frequently appeared on Pawn Stars, the History Channel reality series centered on the daily business of gold and silver in Las Vegas, which he co-owned with his son, Rick Harrison. I never met him. As, as I said, I did meet Rick Harrison, really good guy. And, you know, there's, there's not, to me, there's not a lot of good reality shows, but I thought that was a cool one. They did have guns on there. They shot stuff and did things. They had some old, interesting guns, some stuff that sparked my imagination or my inquisitiveness into those kinds of things. So I thought it was cool. Rest in peace. Yeah. So, um, you know, that's pretty much it. Okay. So let's, uh, let's start to wrap this up. Uh, Rod, what do you have? Uh, what's going on with you, man? What do you want to remind the folks? Uh, uh, just want to remind the folks actually be vigilant, support your, uh, your local gun dealer. Uh, although there are a lot of, um, you know, folks that are giving deals, you know, across the, uh, the internet, uh, don't forget your local gun guys, because keep in mind that uh, that's actually keeps those dollars locally. Um, as far as uh, me, I got uh, a couple of classes going on this weekend, uh, doing some private training uh, from ex- some ex-military guys that uh, somehow or another, they lost their way with uh, shooting guns uh, since they've been retired. So uh, they came to me and uh, asked me to go ahead and uh, assist them and get them caught back up. And then um, actually, uh, this is that part of the year where um, I'll be going on my vacation uh, uh, for a good week and a half uh, next month in July. So I'm looking forward to a much uh, needed relaxing vacation in the Caribbean. So awesome. Awesome. And, and if for people, if they want to do training and stuff like that with you, how do they get in touch with you? Uh, they can uh, hit me up at uh, on Scorch Earth Firearms Training on Facebook. Uh, uh, my personal email address, uh, my personal uh, site or page on Facebook is uh, Rod Mills, R O D M I L L S. For those that don't Spanish, R O D M E L L S. All right, very cool. Thanks. Uh, where did Richard go? Richard. I'm right there here. He goes. All right, Richard. So how can the folks out there get in touch with you, man? And uh, 
follow so, your things. Yep, flyingbridge.com. And I'm running a contest where I'm giving away two of these routers. And basically, it's a thousand subscriber giveaway. So once I hit a thousand, I'm giving two of these routers away. Very okay. cool. Flyingrich.com. Okay, flyingrich.com. That's your YouTube channel? Uh, well, that's my. You link to all my social media through there. So oh, okay. my YouTube okay. channel on that. Okay, very cool, very cool. All right, and last but not least, there he goes, Joe from 13C. Joe, what do you have going on? So um, we've got, this is actually turning out to be an awesome build. It's I'm going to start actually shooting this this weekend. I'm going to get the get everything done on this, but this is going to be fun, this Spikes Tactical Sandblast uh, Sandbox build. I mean, a lot of stuff in here from Geisley. Um the stock here is actually Mission First Tactical. That's their Scorched Earth, uh, Scorched Dark Earth, Battle <laughs> uh, Lake Minimalist stock. Um, that is going to be a great build. Just a lot of bills going around. I actually, uh, dollar-wise, MSRP-wise, in this lower, I've got, uh, with all the different Geisley components that are going to be, and the charging handle, just the Geisley components in this, in the lower and the charging handle, are as much as this entire <laughs> Palmetto State Armory rifle. Which is <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> so so what, when this thing was on sale, it was 449 bucks for Father's Day. Not not the optic. But, I mean, God, we live in awesome times where you can get something like this, right? So um, I just got it, picked this up the other day um, from my FFL. And basically the short and skinny is, you know, what are you getting for this? So uh, we're, we're, I already put some initial couple mags through it. We're doing some reliability testing. It's obviously, it's not a free floated barrel or anything else, um, you know, but they make the barrel in house. All this stuff is basically in house now. It's like, it's almost all of it's made by them, except obviously the Magpul furniture. But uh, we're gonna run the hell out of this and show you just what kind of rifle you can get for, you know, $500 or under. Um, if you're, you know, if you want to do it. And then obviously we're going to be comparing and contrasting a rifle with, by the time everything gets on this, this is going to be five, six times the cost of this. But so we're running the gambit on these two rifles that we're doing right now. Um, we also have this uh, brand new Hollow Sun 510 Elite with their green red dot in there. And I don't know if you can. Oh, nice. yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, it looks good. There it is right there. Um, so that's red dot, not holographic. Uh, it's a red dot. It's an LED projection. It's not technically holographic, so you don't have any delaminating issues. Oh, look at that. Nice. There it is. Um, so uh, we're going to be testing the hell out of this one as well, um, beating it up and just doing everything we can to it, to uh, within reason anyway. Uh, so there's a lot of cool stuff. Um, 13C.us is a great place. Uh, just 13C. Dot us and you can link through to the facebook uh instagram we do instagram live every friday night so um uh nine o'clock right when hank is wrapping up head from here head from uh lifestyles locked and loaded over to in our instagram at 13c gun reviews check us out um yes maybe i will beat it with a water bottle that's a good idea <laughs> you are absolutely right i'm, I'm gonna do that right now the, the abuse. The Still abuse. works. Yeah. <laughs> Don't break the water bottle in the house. Yeah, put hashtag and, uh, B2 Andy's, on that. Andy's Thin Mint as well. It's holding up to that, so. Oh, boy. 
<laughs> All right. So make sure you follow uh, 13C Gun Reviews on uh, you're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that good stuff. Right. John? Yeah, yeah, everything. And then, of course, you're on YouTube, of course, as well. Awesome. OK. All right. I want to thank everyone for hanging out with us. Uh, you know, we appreciate it. I know we're going a little bit over time here. I did want to let I was talking yesterday that we're trying to get on different platforms for the for the, the audio uh, podcast version of this and we are on Spotify. Lola was telling me that she saw the uh, approval thing last night while I was on air. So now we're on Spotify. So if you're into that, you can search on Spotify and find us. I'm trying to get everything uh, uploaded to there. So we're on Spotify as well as iTunes and a bunch of other places. Um, that's pretty much it. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Thanks for watching. Uh, thanks to everyone that sponsors us, Safety Harbor Firearms, ATI Outdoors, Big Daddy Guns, and Andrew's Custom Leather. We're out of here. Thank you, everybody. Peace. Peace.